You're listening to a Pave Media show. Visit pavemedia.net for more podcasts and video entertainment. Welcome back, everyone, to our Marvel Cinematic Universe rewatch series. This is the fourth one, the final one. Well, I was actually saying to Sparks the other day that if we wanted to, if we wanted to plan this earlier, we could have like put in the TV shows or more. Uh huh. Yeah. No, I don't think. I, I'm. You don't even. You don't even like them. Yeah, it's I don't not, think. I don't think we all commit. Not true that I don't like them. I just don't think they connect. Yeah, so so you don't like but you don't like the a, idea that they're part of it. It would have been a good discussion to have. Sure, but anyway, this is the final part. I don't need we to did argue it. with you. <laughs> we did it. Infinity War. I've got nope, my timeline. Wow, fine. I messed up. Right. Endgame. Endgame comes out. A game, Ben. No, it's just, stop it. We can RDJ. only make we can only make one shirt. R D J of Endgame. Stop it. Uh, I almost said it. Damn it. Who's R D J? Oh, Robert Downey Jr. Got it. Thank you. <laughs> Ryan Dirty James Iliopoulos. <laughs> Ryan Dirty <laughs> James. What? He <laughs> <I> said RDJ. <laughs> wow. I don't know. That's <gasps> a shirt. Dirty James. That's a shirt. <laughs> I think you think too many things are shirts. <laughs> oh. Ryan Dirty James. Anyway, I think so you yeah. have a shirt making problem. <laughs> Shut up. I have no, I have there are worse problem. problems to have, really. Uh, we so, watched so this is the, this is yeah. the final this is the final yes. part of our cinematic universe rewatch special Avengers Endgame is upon us it is. this on Thursday we're recording this on Sunday bef- the Sunday before now what uh, what we have done so far if you guys are keeping up just for let's see if I can get through this we oh, did Lord. in order chronological order uh, we did Captain America uh, Iron Man Iron Man 2 no, uh, the Incredible Hulk. We did Incredible Hulk in between, but we have two. since been corrected by the Russo brothers. Yes, that Incredible Hulk should, in fact, take place between Iron Man two and Thor. Yes, but that the is reason, their opinion. The only reason why we say it should take place after Iron Man and before Iron Man two is because watching those two back to back is rough. So it's you know, whatever it's, whatever you you prefer. Yes. Uh, so th- uh, Iron Man two, Thor, the Avengers, Iron Man three, Thor: The Dark World, Captain America: The Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Avengers Age of Ultron, Ant-Man, Civil War, and now we are here. Wow. Mm-hmm. To Black Panther, Spider-Man Homecoming, Doctor Strange. Which have all been confirmed by the Russo brothers to be the continuity order up yes. to this point. Yep. Ant-Man and the Wasp. We think. And Thor Ragnarok and Avengers Infinity War. Wow, yes. that's a whole lot of good And Captain Marvel movies. also takes place after Captain America. Yes. It just wasn't the part film of The film hadn't come out at the time, yes. so we didn't. It's not no, it, it did. It's just that it's we... It's just not out on Blu-ray DVD yet. Yeah, we did okay. our own review on it, so we were like, yeah. hey, it's there. Speaking of reviews, the, this section of films are films we all have all reviewed on the show. Well, the, our yes. first Marvel review Every was, was you and I, Ben, Doctor yeah, Strange. Yeah, it was. You and I went saw Doctor wow. Strange in IMAX 3D. So that was could, a trip. So you could find these reviews up on a YouTube channel soon. All of these are all of our old Marvel reviews, along with these specials, are now going to be going up on our YouTube channel. Yes. Back when we used the Yeti, right? Oh yeah! Wow, those were yes. days. That was, those were those that were. That was days. almost three. That's like two and a half years ago. Oh man. my god! Wow. Yeah, that's wow. strange. Been some time. So let's get started. Let's get right into it. Starting with Black Panther. Dun dun dun. Oh, so it takes place with a showstopper. Mm-hmm. That's that's not the Black Panther theme, Ben. I can't do the drums. I can't do the drums with my <laughs> mouth. Okay. 
So this is this is Black Panther. This is a film that takes place a week after Captain America: Civil War. Mm-hmm. So it is the next film of the continuity. Uh, this is my third favorite Marvel film. Yes, it is. Ranking I, is later, Brandon. We're I haven't even been thought about. I haven't. After I, doing all these rewatches, I think my my list is very different. Now, I have to be a top, yeah, yeah. I, I have a top three. I seriously yeah. have to sit down and think about what my favorites are after this rewatch because I was not thinking about that when I was doing this rewatch. Yeah. So yeah, so this is Black Panther. Uh, let's get. Uh, I don't know. Should we do it's so soon now? Should we get to the movie came out last year? Yeah, yeah. like that uh, movie still. I think that what? movie's still really good. I don't. I won't say. What what I was doing because I actually saw that movie twice in one day because I saw it with you guys. Mm-hmm. What'd you have for breakfast that day? I don't shut up. <laughs> no, shut up. No, um, I saw it with you guys with mm-hmm. um the uh, with all of us, and then a few hours later, once we saw the movie, we did the episode. My girlfriend Fanny, she got off of work and she really wanted to see it, so I went and saw it with her that same day. I kind of feel bad because I was falling asleep during the third act of the film. That's not on you, though. I, That's maybe me be, being this sleepy. This is the Marvel yeah. film that I've seen most in theaters. Yeah. Okay. I've seen this f- film in theaters five times. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, I love this film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, do you still... It's a great movie. I, I really, really, really like this movie a lot, but much like a Wonder Woman, I think the third act really drags it. Yeah. You know, you bringing that up, I just realized that I've seen The Avengers, the first one. I saw that one six times in theaters. Wow. Bananas. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, I Love disagree about the third act drag. Yeah. I don't think it does. I think the film has a good pacing all the way throughout, um, with the exception of I did feel this at the same time, and I think this plagues uh, most modern blockbusters that the third act does have a drag point uh, where we're just kind of getting from place to place. We need to get to a place. So you, they, there's not quite, there's a pacing issue there. I think this just plagues blockbusters. I just mean like, like the big action scene's lame. I don't think so. <laughs> I think it's just like it's a bunch of dudes in a field. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think like, not that, su- not like to be I, honest, being like a little harsh. To but. be honest, I don't think that part's lame, but I do think that the I find the fight between T'Challa and and Killmonger lackluster. I also agree. Sure. I plain. like the I find the fight between Killmonger and Black Panther a little amp, but I love the ending line. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like well, right yeah, before sure. Killmonger dies. Yeah, right. That's one want, of the best I parts want of the movie. Sparks to elaborate on his, eh, on my eh. Yeah, you mean where I said it was lackluster? Yeah. Uh, I think that their isolated fight, we've seen better, like, they're they're almost predominantly, yes, they are superhuman, but they're more or less, like, their own combatants. Like, there's no powers on display here. Um, And it's just, we've seen better action choreography. Uh, Nothing stands out particularly well about anything in their fight going on and to be honest and to be honest like the the visual effects of them falling down into the train path Mm -hmm. they don't hold up yeah i'll agree with that uh this has a similar problem that a lot of the that a lot of the phase two marvel films had which was the um uh no actually actually, i think this is a problem that was prevalent in phase three it was the second unit action sequences Mm -hmm. it's not you're not ryan coog was not on set it's the second unit doing this action sequences um most of it is in the in the computer and CGI, and that hurts the film uh, in total. In in general, Ant Man had a similar problem. Com- um, compare their showdown to Steve and Bucky fighting in Winter Soldier. Yeah, uh, with each other in the middle of the film. One hundred percent. Totally different yeah. uh, vibe, and there's no reason that Black Panther and Killmonger going at it should have been that dull. I think this is a problem. I think Black Panther has an issue where they shouldn't have gone. For a completely CGI suit, um, I I, f- I would have preferred a more practical style suit. However, yeah. I, I I disagree with you with you Ryan saying that it's dark. I think it's lit very well, uh, and I think you have the same similar problem with Pacific Rim. Not to bring a different franchise. Oh no, yeah, this. yeah. No lighting is a problem at night. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think that this I think that this film 
is lit very well that you can see the two. And I think it's interesting that this is also one of the more colorful Marvel films mm-hmm. oh, yeah, uh, definitely. in the franchise. Especially, especially interesting considering the character's outfit is completely black. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. They find a way to highlight the blues and really Purples. make make it. The pur- is it purple? It's, it's purple. purple. Are you kidding me? No, yeah. no. Oh god, god. Oh, it's very purple, my friend. I'm it sorry. is super god purple. Damn it. Yeah, it's like Thanos purple. That's yeah. that's actually a big point of the the character is that he's got black and purple coloring. I hate mm-hmm. this. <laughs> yeah, sorry. For dude. those of you who don't know, I'm partially colorblind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, I that's think maybe I think that the, the choreography it's not super special and it's just like yeah, the it's a couple it's a couple of like dark figures fighting in, a, in like a dark tunnel it is it is lit pretty well but well, like, I was, it's still just like a bunch of I was going to say it's it's not lit well when they're falling yeah, that part like, is really dark, and that part always stands out to me. Like the fight is lackluster, but visual effects wise, the part of them falling looks really bad. Yes, like it does. like worse than anything else in the movie. And I'm like, I don't know how this is this bad when everything else in the movie looks much better. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks it looks really not good. And that's I'm, I'm being harsh on that part because I love everything else about the movie. See, yeah, I, I yeah. don't think this. Yeah, I, I think we're in agreement that this yeah. doesn't hurt how good the film is. Yeah, no, it's just it's just striking. I think in it. Every time I've seen Black Panther, and I've seen Black Panther a lot because I like it a lot, but every time it comes to that that part specifically of them falling in there, it I'm always like, am I watching a different visual effects crew or something? Because yeah. this suddenly looks like junk. Yeah, and it really does. It looks like something pre Thor: The Dark World, like CGI wise. It's, it's the it's the hand in Iron Man. That's it doesn't CG. it doesn't look good, and I don't understand what happened there. Why they why that one particular shot got. So maybe because it's just that one shot, and they're like, "It's got to go. We got to be finished." But it's a long shot. It's a long shot of them falling down, yeah. and it's like the, I don't know I mean, why this all look seen that good. The, we've all seen the the Patrick Willems videos on mm-hmm. the sure, sure. And I think a lot of that, you know, what he talks about, I recommend anybody watch those. Uh, what he talks about the limitations of the franchise and the idea that you know they rely more heavily on visual effects these days, which requires more time on them, which gets a lot of lackluster see, uh, visual effects. You know. For Avengers: Infinity War, yeah, they spent a lot of time on Thanos, but there's a couple of other points. The yeah, Black we'll Order. get there. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, so like there are other times when when they can't, they have to, they have to compartmentalize. Yeah, um, I think I I want to jump back now away from that. Uh, I think that the opening with the history of Wakanda and yeah. then going into Oakland is a really great job of exposition. Oh yes. yeah, and it looks just awesome. jumping you into the story, and it looks great. It, yeah, visually unique, something we haven't seen before. Yeah, uh, and the fact that it's um, Najobu, yes, is really cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that it sneaks you into the film in a way you didn't expect, yeah. and and kind of puts in origin stuff that you weren't necessarily. It took me three uh, times to realize that was Najobu. To took me three times. That oh, was did it really? Njobu. I didn't oh, notice wow. that first. It, it took me. It took me till. After the first time viewing, and I was like, "Oh, he's talking to oh, yeah, I'm really smart, man." Yeah, yeah. Uh, I also noticed that I really appreciate the Dora Milaje uh, in 1992 have outfits that look more of that time, yeah, and they well, don't yeah. uh, just look the same as they do in the present. And a lot of other movies would miss a detail like yeah. that, but they yeah. look they look like 1992 versions of what the Dora Milaje would wear. Yeah, they're very specifically like the materials, the style. It's based more in that idea. Uh, from that time I also, period, pounds off of that. I also really like King Chitaka's Black Panther. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I think that's a really cool design suit. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I think there? the I think the exchanges between all three of the the actors, the young Tachaka and and the, um, the Zuri. Young, thank you, Zuri. Zuri. Uh, who is who is played by Whitaker, but not related to Forrest Whitaker. Right. Fun fact. Uh, <laughs> And I think the exchange between all three of them in that scene is is really good, and um, 
and uh, does a good job establishing claws and antagonists to them too. I, the I really one of the thing one, you know speaking of details that you missed the only picture they have of Claw is that same picture from the from the nineties. Yes. So when he shows up again, it's the same picture. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, I think that's cool. I'm glad they didn't like new Claw from Age of Ultron. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Claw is really good in this movie. He's a lot of fun. He's mm-hmm. just like he's so wacky. Andy Serkis is having a ball. Yeah. He yeah. He's a good. He's is. a good B villain. Yes. Tool. Yeah. I kind of wish they they wouldn't have uh, uh, killed him off, but I get it. I like I the get it. I like the the bit when they're when they're fight when you know when they rob the the uh, the museum and mm-hmm. he's just he's shooting everyone's like hey come here come here you you can go just don't tell anybody and he just shoots him in the back right. I think I think Claw's a lot of fun. Well, I like I like well the answer to the, why he did that because Killmonger's like why'd you do it? He's like well you gotta you gotta make it look spread out. We we want to look like we're amateurs. I know. I just I, I like the how he's yeah. playing with them. It's, yeah, uh, he's a, he's sadistic. It's great. And it's the mixtape line is like, what do you guys have mixtape? Actually, we, yeah, we do. <laughs> I'll send you the SoundCloud link later. Yeah, I, please don't make me listen to your music. Um, yeah. well, also, that that going that scene because that's the first scene we see uh, Killmonger. Yeah, that's and a really good setup for Killmonger. I really like how he's like. He's like acting like he's all interested, but then he uh, kind of puts the museum tour guide in her place a little bit by saying like, "Oh yeah, it was found in Bert and whatever, but it was really from Wakanda." Mm-hmm. And she's like, "You don't get to don't talk. worry, I'm gonna take it off your hands." And for she's you. like, "What?" And then he's saying, "Like you don't," because you can actually tell the um, props to that actress who was like, you can see that she's like something's wrong with her stomach or something because she was drinking her coffee. Mm-hmm. And that whole line is like, hey, you don't care what you put in your own body. She falls down, security comes over, and then the whole heist scene starts. And that's, I thought that was really cool. It's a good heist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I like that I like that sequence a lot. That whole sequence in the movie. I think my favorite really uh, place or scene in the movie is like the casino. Oh, yeah. Like, that's a good Korea. sequence. Um, it's really cool. Where Okoye um, Sparks, you were the one who, were telling me, who was telling me that the actress who played Okoye Tenai Guerrero. Yeah, was straight up saying, like, give me an ugly-ass wig. Yes. I want the grossest-looking She wanted wig. it to be a really terrible wig. She wanted her to be able to play the character as wanting it off of her as quickly as possible. That's uh-huh. cool. They did not want it to look good. That's yeah. good. That's, that's like what that she went for. She was like, I want it to look, like, terrible. <laughs> the, uh, the single take in that sequence is really cool. Oh, yes. yeah, You can definitely tell it's edited together, but yeah, it's yeah. a cool sequence. Uh, going up to Claw's reveal of his sonic cannon, which I think is really cool. It design. is cool, oh, yeah. yeah. I like how they incorporated the Sonic. Cannon. Also, I love the chemistry between Shuri and um, T'Challa. Shuri's the best. Like, oh man, like when he, he I comes into Letitia her, right. yeah, when she comes in, when well, when he comes in on, on his first day after being king, seeing all the, seeing all her new toys, and she's like, "What are those?" He's wearing sandals. He's like, "Why would you wear open toes in my I lab?" I have a question for you, Ben. Yes, as uh, a lot of people at the time, I don't know if this is still the case, but you know, that's from a, apparently, uh, I'm old. I don't know. That's from a meme. Yes. Did you know that? That that was from a meme. What is? What are those? The what are those? No. Interesting. What? You don't? Yeah. No. What meme is yeah, that from? Yeah, it, it's like it's a video of this guy going, "What are those?" And it's this girl, this old lady going, "They're my sandals." And then they've they've mass produced it a hundred thousand different times, where it's like oh. little kids going, "They're my shoes," and like it's like it's it's I know the way. It's the I know the way of 2016. I'm surprised you've never heard of this. Oh, That's yeah. Crazy apparently me. that was a that was a meme, yeah. and they put it okay. in the movie. Now, see, not knowing that was a meme, I had no idea. I thought she was just overreacting to yeah. his. his and what's yeah, funny is here. because that is like an olderish meme. So the fact that it came out in 2018 and she said like, "Oh, that's a dated joke." This takes place in 2016. Yeah. Boom. Totally works out. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, I might have missed. I might have missed that meme misser. That's fine. Mm. I Normally, I don't miss memes, but okay. Sometimes when show you like an entire Vine compilation. <laughs> All right, one or two. Wow, go- Vine. Yeah. Oh, that's a thing. Yeah. Uh, one, or t- one or two memes might slip through the cracks on the radar. 
I really love that Shuri and Okoye constantly drag on T'Challa Me in too. this movie. Me too. He's oh, the king, yeah. and that's whatever. They don't yeah. care. They'll just they'll just drag on him anyway. Did he did he freeze like an antelope in headlights? Yeah, yeah. I love. I they love give that. him junk yeah. so often. Yeah. When she's like, no, 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 Okoye, I'll handle this. And she just puts the spear away like, okay. Uh-huh. Or even when Okoye is in the car, she's like, guns, so primitive. I love the accents in this movie. Yeah, the accents are great. Okoye, I'm never even going to attempt it. Okoye I don't and, want to. Um, right. not just Shiri, but Okoye and uh, Nakia there you go. Yeah. also play really well together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, also, Nak- Nakia's uh, care for T'Challa is uh, really clear when she reacts to the news of his father's death when she's yeah. first introduced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wordlessly, because Lupita Nyong'o is a really great actress. But it's done really, really yeah. well. I love, I love, I love that. I love her. Mm-hmm. Uh, the music is crazy good. I love the Oscar music. winning even. Yes, music is bomb. I love uh, the music in this movie. I one of the things I, I always love is the bit where they're going to the trial, oh, not the trial, but the the trial by combat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where they're um, when they're going to the combat area, the ritual combat, yeah, yeah. The ritual, the combat. ritual combat, and they're all doing the dance. I was, I was about to uh-huh. say the same thing. Like I think the 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 colors and the the music and everything that they do for that ceremony, and it's uh, so. Is awesome. Yeah, I love that ceremony. But the whole so battle much. with Mbaku mm-hmm. is one of my favorite parts of the film. Mm-hmm. And no one is wearing anything that is referenced by uh, the West. It's all, nope. it's all, it's clo- all, it's all clothing that comes from Africa. Mm-hmm. And sure, he's like, I, I love the the set design of it. I love the the sound design of it. I love that the costume design. Costume design is gorgeous. Uh, the choreography with all the dances and all mm-hmm. the and all the the tribal movements are so are so well done. Oh yeah, um, Daniel Kaluuya. Is it true? Is in this movie? Yeah, he's a he's a guy in it. He's fine. Yeah, he's I like him. Yeah, he's cool. Uh, I like him, uh, Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah, um, I think his heel turn is a little heavy-handed, but it's, yeah, it's I like, don't. But I do buy it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He just really wanted the claw. I, I get it. I buy it too. And and uh, Kim Walker Brom claw. He's like, all right, I'm gonna go with this guy who killed this, who killed the dude. Yeah. And you can like see the the disappointment when uh um when T'Challa comes back and he's like, hey, did you get him? Did you get claw? He's like. Yeah, no, he got away. And yeah. he's like, D- you said you could get him, but yeah. you didn't. What the hell, boy? Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I said this the first time we reviewed it, but that I just wish there had been more development on Wakabi. And because I I can I can buy him like leaning towards Killmonger and everything up until the point where T'Challa emerges and says, I didn't die uh, and I did not yield, so I'm still king. And everyone's like, including the person who w- we're told Wakabi loves. Mm-hmm. Is being like, hey, you. These are the laws of Wakanda. Like, what are you doing? And he's like, now nah, we gonna fight this out. And I'm like, ah, Wakabi, yeah, Wakabi. He's his thirst of revenge, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, I think they did it just kind of have a, you know, like a massive action sequence. They did, mm-hmm. they did, and that's the the problem is that it feels shallow for that purpose alone. Yeah. Um, it it could have even be eight been upended very easily by just having somebody else who was under Wakabi not listen to him yeah. and charge them forward and Wakabi have been frozen in the moment. There are a lot of ways you could have done it to show more character for him. Instead, it's just, I'm going to do this thing, even though I don't know if it totally yeah. makes sense yeah. from a character and standpoint. That, like, that that remains one of my big problems with a character in the movie. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think the like the fight with Adora Milaje and, and Killmonger outside of the big battle, that's really cool. I think if you would have kept it like small personal battles instead of just turn it into a another third, you know, uh, 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 what's it called? A third, third act action third act scene. Third act fight. There you go, yeah. Because, uh, like, again, like, during Wonder Woman, like, man, you guys are doing literally everything right. I'm like, ah, oh, now it just turned into another blockbuster. I'm like, ah, oh, that's kind of a bummer. Yeah. But again, it ends with the great line, uh-huh. uh, you know, uh, 
What is it? Uh, I don't know the whole line. Can yeah. you do it? Like, oh, bury I, me. I, ha- I have it. I have it. Bury me at sea. Um, oh, I just wrote it down yeah. because I did the Black Panther thing. Because I'd rather jump yeah. than be in chains. Bury, yeah. bury me with my ancestors at sea because they knew even death was better than bondage. There you go. That, li- yeah. that line's incredible. Yeah. That line's amazing. Yeah, I think that line's... I think that line is your, your drink is filled. Oh, my God, Luna. It's only a Coca-Cola. That's okay. Yeah, I think that line is one of the best in the franchise. Yeah. The whole, like, Marvel franchise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, Everett Ross is in this movie. I'm glad he's in it. I'm glad he's in it, but he serves no purpose. No, he doesn't. Yeah. Uh, he gets to fly a cool plane. That's pretty he cool. I think, he's got, I think they give him something to do, but if you cut him out, there's nothing, nothing changes. No, you're right. Um, he gets called um, the colonizer. That's fine. I, I think it's I think it's irrelevant for the effort of showing T'Challa embracing the outside world. It's part of what mm-hmm. drives him to further. Like you could rely on only Killmonger for that, but it's meant to be another aspect to show him being willing to break tradition in order to save this man's life. Because his whole thing is that um, I could not just let him die knowing that we had the ability to save him. Yes, right. That is the key point of T'Challa's argument where he's starting to think differently about mm-hmm. what they're capable to do, what they can do for the for people in the outside world. Yeah, because right. Wakanda's like, it's closed off from the world. And like, yeah. the, the, the point, like the, the idea of this movie is like, hey, maybe we should help out. Well, that's, yeah. what, that's, what, that's when he's in the ancestral plane the second time. And he says, mm-hmm. and, his, and his dad's like, come home. Come, yeah. come be with yeah, us yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's like, and you're all, we you, were all did this, you all did this wrong. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, I, um, and I think that's delivered strongly because of the fact that he has Ross as that visual person yeah. Yeah. who yeah. is there. And so I do think he f- fulfills more of a purpose. Like Killmonger sure. okay. like Killmonger is right. It's like, hey, what kind of should be out there? In even uh Najobu, he was saying during that scene when we find out what really happened to him when he got the when he was got killed by his by T'Chaka. He was saying it's like, look, people are over policed. They are they're trying to ri- they're over policed, they're over incarcerated things are bad things happening we need to fix this wakanda but can they fix were, this but the problem is with ninjobu and, and ninjadaka um or eric he they were radicalized oh to yeah the point where they felt oh, completely that, yeah that there's like hey the only way we can fight violence is with violence right yeah they but were, that's the, and that comes to the line in the post-credit sequence which i love mm-hmm. which is which is uh in times of struggle the wise build bridges while the foolish build walls yeah, yeah. I love that. It's also a good mm-hmm. line. Because yeah. they're just like, yeah, we could we could fight and arm our war dogs, or we could let open a helping hand. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, which I is, think that's great. Yeah, which is why I like um, during the end of the movie when he's talking to his to his family in the, the ancestral plane the second time, he's like, "You're wrong for leaving You're us wrong. out for closing us off to the rest of the world. We should be helping people." And Killmonger's right; we have to help people, but he's doing it in the wrong, in the way that's not really the best. And yeah. let's do it in a way that, like, hey, let's help other people instead of let's. He's doing it the all. Magneto and that's way. Where, yeah. and that's where this film, that's where this film triumphs, where it actually has the villain teach the hero mm-hmm. a good lesson about where uh-huh. to take his pe- where where to take his character arc. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, and I think that was that's what makes that's one of the reasons why Eric Killmonger is such a good villain in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I love uh, Winston Duke. Oh, yes, a lot. Uh, <laughs> Um, Mbaku is the MVP of the movie. Yeah, yeah 100%. Uh, d- definitely, like, I think people are talking about it now, but it certainly wasn't being talked about as much when the movie came out, that he's the person who, like, they come to him, he brings them in, they're like, we want you to be the Black Panther, and he's like, nah. no, I know where T'Challa is here, we've been keeping him alive, you should give it to him. And then he also decides not to aid in the fight, but then does yeah. aid in the fight. He's a secret baller. M- Mbaku is the most important person. Yeah, Mbaku is great in this and movie. And then Mbaku gets a seat on the council, 
And yeah, the border tribe gets nothing because they are traitors. Well, most of them are traitors. Yeah. Although apparently they're they're not treated too terribly because we see them in Infinity War. True. <laughs> well, when the world's gonna end, I think you gotta. Yeah. Well, yeah. also, well, also, I most of the board the because bo- um in Infinity War, Aquita says those from the border tribe who are left. Ah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, we're still cool. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, I really, uh, I really like Mbaku in this in this film. I really like the change. Of what they did from the from the comics and the comics, he's man ape and he's a carnivore. He barely even has a character; he's just a bad guy. Yeah, and they they really like overhauled the character. Same with Killmonger. Made him the yeah. made him the leader of the Jabari tribe. And uh, oh my gosh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes! They did they they did the thing with Umbaku and he challenged Black Panther, but it's T'Chaka, and it's like man. That 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 show's real good. That's <laughs> cool. Sorry, Earth's Earth, Earth Mightiest Heroes is real good. Earth's yeah, Mightiest Heroes is really good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I love. I just love Mbaku in this movie. Yeah, this was the bit when he, whenever Ross is like, "Please help us," and he just starts like barking at him, and he's just uh-huh. like, oh, "Oh, okay, <laughs> right." Uh, I also think that Angela Bassett is really great in every little moment she's given in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, I do too. She's not given a lot of moments, All but when she's given good. those moments, they're really good. When yeah. uh, Eric's in the throne room and he and she, yeah. she's like, she's like yelling at him and. To to leave and whatnot, yeah. Yes, I love I love that moment. I think Okoye is my favorite in oh, this yeah? movie. Yeah, I love Okoye. Shuri's my favorite in the movie. Yeah. I think so too, Shuri. I love Shuri. I love how just I you know what Umbaku baby. <laughs> I really Umbaku's, like Umbaku is a hard second. So in the in the comics, yeah, he is. In the comics, T'Challa is one of the smartest people in the Marvel Cinematic in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, um, in the in the comics. And we get a hint of that in this film. He, you know, he's designed his own suit. He's um, you know, he, he he he. We get a hint of it. It's smart though to not make him in like Tony Stark smart because that you have Shuri there and you don't want to take away. You don't want to take away from her. Right. I think the I think the giving. I, I had this problem in the beginning, but I, less so now watching it over and over again. Uh, I like giving him. You know, he's intelligent, more intelligent than you know regular people. Regular yeah. people, but Shuri's the one who's the tech smart, and I think because Shuri's not the same character in the comics either. Most mm-hmm. of the characters in the movie have been changed drastically from their counterparts in the comics. Yeah. Uh hell, um uh Nakia is a villain in the comics as well. And Shuri's been Black Panther before, but in this in this co- in this movie Shuri is the scientist, she's the Q, and I think mm-hmm. transferring that intelligence to Shuri has created such a such a wonderful new and rich character mm-hmm. uh, to explore in the films. I agree. Yeah. Yep. Black Panther's great, you guys. It is. Should we move on to the next Heck one? Heck yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I Spider- mean, we could talk about Wakanda forever, but let's move on. Can we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. Good job, dog. All right. Spider-Man Homecoming is next in this journey. Wow, another really good movie, you guys. Uh, God damn, I love this movie. Yeah. Until Spider-Verse, I would have said one of the best Spider-Man films. Uh, yeah. I think my top two still still would have been under Spider-Man 2 for me, but yeah. yeah. Top two, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. This as, is, as I like to say, not the best Spider-Man film, but definitely the best Peter Parker film. I'll agree with that. Yeah. billion percent. You know what? I, I will agree with that because I, I still will hold fast. The best Spider-Man movie is Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse, followed by Spider-Man 2. Yeah, I would flip Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man Homecoming, honestly. Okay. Man, I'd have to watch them all like simultaneously. Yeah, you know, I'd have to watch Raimi Spider Man two again. Hold on, yeah. I would put Amazing Spider Man no, before Spider Man two. Stop! Don't even joke. Don't even joke. <laughs> don't even. Don't I would put Amazing Spider Man over Spider Man three. The I'd fir- put a lot of things. The first, yeah, no, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, the first one. Uh, so Spider Man Homecoming, mm-hmm. uh, really excellent opening, except for the fact that like they don't know how to count years. No, they no. don't. <laughs> so man, that okay. So here's the thing. So when I was watching the movie, the first time I ever saw this movie, and the eight years later showed up, I turned to to my girlfriend. And I saw this movie was R, and I was just so, 
I'm not that old, am I? Yeah. It hasn't been eight years since Avengers. No, it hasn't. <laughs> it's it, it it's such a baffling number because like it's not accurate according to what the films want, but it's also not accurate according to reality. No, it's not. And it's, it's like I don't even know where this eight years came from. And I realized I think I know where it came from. They just wanted to explain why Liz would have been young enough to have drawn the picture that he's looking at at the beginning of the movie. That's it. That's it. I mean, maybe. Do they even say it was his daughter in the movie? But he has no other kid, at uh, least as far as we see. Yeah. See, that's the thing. It would have been oh, solved with a little my brother. Kid. My kid. My yeah. kid, yeah. And I so had they, a little brother. That's really all it is, is that they needed to make it so that Liz, a senior in high school, would have been young enough at one point to have had that very childlike drawing of the Avengers for that scene. That's the only reason I could think of why eight years is a relevant number to pick. it truly should be four years, right? Yeah. Yeah. If Okay, so it should be four years correctly. Yeah. If you went off the year it was released, it would be five, five years. Yeah. But they went with eight, and I'm like, that doesn't make sense no matter what way you slice this. <laughs> I don't I don't even want to talk about this. This is going to brack my brain. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so man. Every time to... I see it, I'm like, uh-uh. Unfortunately, you... Michael Keaton also says it at one point in yeah, the movie, and I'm like, man, you really can't get away from this. No. Uh, I just and, I just, and the, Russos, where... the Russos have even said it was a mistake. No, I know, because you got to, because it was. And I'm like, how does Kevin Feige not catch this? Yeah. How did this not get caught? Yeah, right? I just pretend he doesn't say that. <laughs> I, I when I mean that... for sure, for sure. It's just it's baffling that such a large and obvious mistake was made. Like the second it says eight years later, I'm like, no, it's not. You're wrong. Yeah. You're wrong, Sony. You done. You're wrong, up. movie. Yeah, because it is. It really is. Everything up to that point, like, because I remember for years before we saw. Well, not for actually, yeah, the few years when we started doing this podcast and we started doing the, these Marvel films to review. Ryan kept saying, "Where's damage control? Where is it?" <laughs> Yeah. We, hey, remember when we, finally, remember we talked it. about that TV the show that was, that was happening? Damage Control TV series yeah. on ABC. And how happy I was? Yeah. That was two Ryan, years ago. you saw ago. how uh-huh. humans did. I don't think you wanted that series. No. But guess what? Oh, you finally got Damage Control I did. in I got Spider-Man. A little bit. A little bit but, but there it was. Yep. Well, the show there it was. The show was going to start because they were going to introduce Damage Control in the, t- in the movie. But they mm-hmm. uh, something happened behind the scenes with Marvel Television that just, just decided to not go yeah. that direction. Yeah. That's okay. They've They've... ABC has not gone forward with a lot of Marvel shows that they've been. Frankly, in the less TV shows on ABC, the better. True, fair point. Um, yeah, so this is so. Yeah, we have Spider-Man, and he's fresh off the boat from Germany. Yes, uh, he's got his recap vlog video, which is awesome. Yeah, I yeah. I constantly forget that's how the movie starts. Me yeah. too. Like like after the the tombs opening prologue yeah. that that's how it starts it's with Peter's little vlog and I constantly forget about that and I'm like man this is real good did hey, you watch the of, whole thing speaking of MVPs I think Happy's the MVP of this film Happy's pretty Happy's, good Happy's, Happy's real yeah. good in this yeah. movie yeah um, well I was gonna say, oh did you wa- ever watch the full uncut the full version of Peter Parker's video it's on the special features of I, I did a while ago I haven't seen it recently yeah I haven't uh, seen it in a it, long it time. just expands on it it's just it's just funny now, it's, uh, it's great I love Happy at the end when he's in the bathroom, he's like, "Look, before I got this job, before I met Flush, yeah, Flush. and yeah. that kid, and the same kid from the chess club comes yeah. out, and he's just like, what, what are these two how guys long, doing? How long? How long have you been here? Long enough for that to be awkward? Let's go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, it's a minor thing. It can seem like a minor thing, but it's really important to me that everybody in this film feels like a teenager yeah. and yeah. looks like a teenager, like a real teenager, not the like." Toby Maguire, I'm a teenager at the beginning of this and I'm movie. 28. Now I'm a college person. Yeah. Now I'm an adult. All but, in one movie. And it's crazy because like they're all in their early to mid twenties. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, except for a, a select few. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's really they, insane to me. But but it works a lot better because a lot of times they go too old. And it part of it's writing. Yeah. Writing helps too. But they also bring the energy of teenagers to this. Yes. Yeah. They feel like they're actually that age. I really like the teenage cast. You know, Mike brought up to us that one of their teachers is probably the the student from uh, the university. Uh, Martin Starr? Martin Starr uh, is probably... The, the oh from uh incredible hulk from the incredible oh hulk. Yeah, yeah 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 that yeah. guy yeah i thought that was kind of cool I, I, yeah the guy who gets the pizza slice yeah, from, yeah. from bruce yeah he's yeah. teaching now now he's teaching and like the bit where he's like i couldn't lose a student not again not again <laughs> yeah oh what that happened? was him yes i didn't realize that yeah, yeah. oh what yeah he has a beard in this movie so yeah, yeah i man. think he yeah yeah i don't think he had a beard in the in incredible matter. hulk they have a perfect gwen stacy in this movie except she's playing betty brant i hate that <laughs> yeah. so much the fact that she's not gwen stacy I know. every I, time because she's perfect i finally saw cindy moon yeah cindy moon yep. is in this movie mm-hmm. oh and another thing Brandon, not named by the way so. i know well named in this cre- credits just cindy but that's neither here nor there um because brandon when this movie was first coming out you kept telling me is that howard stark is on the mural when pierre first walks up into the school I believed you that he was on it, but I never saw it. But I finally saw um, Howard Stark's face in the mural. Oh yeah, and also uh, Bruce Banner's picture in his Bruce science. Bruce Banner's picture. Science is science. Oh, also, yeah. and nice. one thing I actually I really want to bring us up of why I'm really glad that we're doing this rewatch before Endgame is that I is that there's a scene when uh, um when a bunch of Tombs' henchmen were just chilling in that car, like when Peter um hacks his suit uh-huh. and Karen fully t- turns on. Yeah. Sure. You can, and he's listening into the guys inside the truck, and you can hear one of them mention the Triskelion. Mm-hmm. When I first saw this movie, I didn't catch him mentioning the Triskelion. Yeah. But now since I've seen this after just recently seeing uh, Winter Soldier, I'm like, oh, hey, you know what? the Triskelion, I get that now. So I love watching these in, in the order we have been and also in the close proximity that we have because now all those little lines they make sense yeah, i yeah, appreciate fresh, them a whole lot more now yeah i, I re- mm-hmm. the triskelion thing also doesn't make sense if it's been eight years since avengers because <laughs> then it means it'd be five years since civil war since uh, or, the uh, triskelion when a soldier in, when a soldier. Civil, a soldier yeah mm-hmm. they've been cleaning it up for five years <laughs> Oof. i don't know man <laughs> timelines how do they it's work been two. Um, it's been two years yeah supposedly um supposed to be yes um, it's also, uh, so Bruce Banner is a so the the one of the Howling Commandos. Mm-hmm. His grandson is in this movie. Yeah, we talked. Yeah. Uh, I principal. do remember yeah. we talked about that in the initial yeah. review. Uh, yeah, I, I see, see, so, um, I forgot the actors, but he he's the um, Asian actor from. Yeah, Sons of one of the things I really wanted to touch on though, uh, and I, I think I touched on it when I saw the when I saw the movie the first time, is that you know while the other Marvel films they establish the MCU, they establish their world, and they they progress the MCU. This is the first film that I feel like exists in it. Like this film doesn't establish new canon doesn't change the world it exists in the world you see stark tower you see people you it's kind of like from like a like uh like the like the normal person's point of view but your normal person is a teenager right and yeah. so we we see we see people who are connected to other films but not from other films mm-hmm. we see little bits and pieces it, it feels it feels like this is the first time where the MCU felt like do a you, lived in do you world know, do you know what the difference is what spider-man's the only one where he has a secret identity so he's surrounded by characters who are not involved of or directly aware of the superhero world. That's, yeah. And because of that, he's having conversations with them where uh-huh. they're very excited about things related to superheroes because that's very that's very foreign to them. 
It's very it's the it's the celebrity unusualness that they that they'd like to talk about. No other Marvel Cinematic Universe film has that setup because all of them are in yeah, that world. Yeah, all of them are essentially unmasked. Peter Peter's the only character who kind of walks in both. Right. Yeah. I was also, also wanted to bring up Captain America's two best cameos are in the costume I, I like the least. Oh yeah. Suck it. <laughs> I know. This, he's, he's, Suck it. He's got a cameo in this film, which I love. And in uh, Thor the Dark and World. And in Thor the, the Dark, Dark World. World. Uh, Actually, I love the, the gym teacher where he's like, I think Thank it you, needs Cap. to be that costume for these videos. What? The, I think it needs to be that costume oh, yeah. for these videos. I agree. But I love how- He did this after Avengers. Yeah. No, I love how um, <laughs> how the gym teacher's like, thank you, Cap. Pretty sure this guy's a war criminal now, so- yeah, this is This is definitely like- Captain America, like trying to figure out what he was doing right after the events of Avengers and before he decided to just be Shield Strike Force. Yeah, <laughs> one of the best post-credit sequences in this film, by the oh, way. Oh yeah, sure. yeah. Where he's like, patience. How many more of these? How many more of these? <laughs> <are we gonna laughs> do? Did you see the, the? There's a gag reel where they're doing one of his things, and he's like, "There's as an old soldier knows, the best thing you need is a hot lunch." He completely forgets the line and flubs it. <laughs> it's great. I, I, I love that they again they got so much to do with this film they got Chris Evans to do this film Robert Downey Jr. is great in it mm-hmm. um one th- one Daddy things. Stark but he never overpowers the movie no, no. I, I think that's I, what, I, like I was definitely no, he concerned about that he doesn't yeah. and he has like the the most uh, I think important to the core of the movie scene with Peter which is the after the fairy yeah yeah, yeah. if you're um, nothing without the suit then you shouldn't have then it. you shouldn't have it yeah and that's then, a lesson that he learned in Iron Man like, right. that he himself learned that he's yeah. pa- trying to pass on to mm-hmm. to Peter mm-hmm. the lesson he learned in Iron Man 3 again yeah yeah that's, guess, a, that's the movie I meant to bring Tom Holland yeah, Iron Man 3. he's real good oh he's great so Tom what, what a charmer really no, I charmer. love the scene when he crawls back when he <laughs> crawls yeah no pun does. intended um Right, it's the first time he goes back home. He tries to close the door really quietly. He turns around and he sees Ned on the bed with a desk. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he could, and he starts freaking the hell out. And it's like you're the Spider Man. He's like, no, no, I'm not. No, you're I'm not. You're the Spider Man of YouTube. Uh huh. Oh yeah. The Just line, the the line is like, do you know, do you know him? Yeah. Stole well, a shield. That's my favorite line in the movie. Actually, it's a good line. Um, just the, his whole interaction, I bl- completely believe they're teenagers. Like Ned is co- can't believe his best friend uh, is the Spider Man. You keep Spider-Man. saying Genki wrong. What? You keep saying Genki wrong. And it's a it's a comic it's a comic thing. It's a <laughs> character from the comics. All right. Okay, I I thought you knew this reference. I'm sorry. Well, no, for the, for the audience as well, in Ultimate Spider-Man, the comic book uh-huh. series, uh, Miles Morales has a friend named Genki. Okay. Genki looks like Ned does in the movie. Okay. Ned is him. Like there's okay. no buts about it. They they repurpose the character. Okay. They call him Ned Leeds, who doesn't look like that in the comics, mm-hmm. but that looks like Genki. It's really okay. strange. Yeah. Okay. It's like in Justice League animated. It's in the animated Justice League series. They use Wally West, but they give him Barry Allen's job. Yeah. God, okay, yeah, because you kept saying that's so weird. Because yeah, it's it's Miles Morales' best friend. Yeah, but Miles is nowhere in the movie. And sadly, so. I didn't. I'm not that. I I never read that part of. No, Miles gets a, vo- gets a verbal cameo in this movie. Gets a what? A verbal cameo. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. by yeah. Nef- by way of Aaron his Davis. Uncle. Yeah, Aaron Davis. Prowler. Says, yeah. I had to rewind Less up. scary than Into the Spider-Verse. Very oh, definitely. Different. Very different. I mm-hmm. love his interaction, by the way. is like, hey, man, this you got to get better at this part of the yeah. job. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 don't do that. I got ice cream in here. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, 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 come fix us. You're a criminal. He's like, I got ice cream in here, man. Good old uh, Donnie th- Gloves. That's a really good yeah, scene. I like that they put Donald Glover in this movie. Um, I really like uh, Spider-Man trying to find ways to be useful. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a, an important and awesome Spot. Piece of this that's not that's not used a lot. Got a churro. in hey, any Spider-Man, Spider-Man films. Do a flip. Also, uh, do a I really like every time they work around Uncle Ben. Yeah, because uh, they they 
it's at least there. If you're reading between the lines, it's there because yeah. like uh, Peter, when he's telling Ned, like you can't, t- she can't find out about this after everything she's been through, and like there's real pain there. Yeah. Yeah. And May's freak out when she can't get a hold of Peter. There's real mm-hmm. pain yes. and stress there. And I'm like, okay, that's we we at least feel like that's still relevant. I really like Marissa Tomei in this movie. Oh, I love. I do too. Um, actually, Sparks, that's one of the things I love about this movie is because when we found out that they were even putting Spider-Man into the MCU so soon after um, Amazing Spider-Man 2 ended, we're, we were just like, great, are we going to see Uncle Ben die again? Yeah. At this point, almost I want to say Casey, every Casey Casual knows how Peter Parker becomes Spider-Man. Yeah. Or at least they know the tragedy behind Spider-Man. It's one of those things that we've seen twice. You know twice. the tragedy of Peter Parker the wise? <laughs> Damn you, Ryan. <laughs> But it's one of those things that we don't need to see. It's like when Bruce Wayne, it's like, we all know how Bruce Wayne becomes Batman. His parents died. We all know how Peter Parker becomes Spider-Man. His uncle dies. Yeah. We I, all know and, that. Yeah. And I'll agree that I don't think we needed to see Uncle Ben die again. I'll 100% agree with that. I do, however, hope that we get away from this aversion of even saying his name. Me too. Uh, yeah, me too. I, I don't love that. Like, we should be able to mm-hmm. at least bring him up. I would, I would like he's to He's a hear... person who was very relevant to yes. Peter's origin, and, and that should Far still be home. part of it. Spider-Man mm-hmm. Far From Home, he's still got his briefcase. Yeah. Yes. So I, I, I hope that we're going away from this. Like, if you don't want to do any flashbacks or anything to show him being there presently for Peter, all right, fine, I can live with that. Can we please just get over the idea of not being able to say... I miss Ben. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, say that simple sentence, you know, just get away from that feeling. I really like all the scenes they have with Marissa, that, that Peter and Marissa Tomei have. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I really like both all those scenes, especially the one where she's teaching him how to dance. Yeah. Oh, that's so cute. Like, or, they, or they're trying to yeah. figure out how to tie a tie. Yeah. They're on I YouTube. thought that was really cute. Um, also, I really love the scene how when Peter comes back after the fairy scene and she's like, cut the bullshit. I know you missed. And he finally breaks down and says, I lost the internship. And she... She changes gears. I mean, obviously, she's still mad that her nephew has been sneaking out at night. Yeah. But she realizes, but she also gets the fuck that, or the part that my nephew lost one of the most important internships of his life. Did you hear that? Yeah, I, that I, too. I, I don't know what, but I don't know what my mouth was doing or saying. I wasn't sure if we were going to bleep it out or no, I, like, I wasn't sure if I heard it. I don't like, it, going. it wasn't, it wasn't, we're, we're all looking at each other. Like, was that a swear? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, I don't know what, I don't know what the hell <laughs> like, my mouth was doing. Like, Sparks and I looked at each other like, did I just, no, did you just, no, I heard it. Like, don't worry, Brandon. I heard it too. I heard um, it too. Uh, I think the score in this is really great. Yeah. No surprise there. It's oh, Michael yeah. Giacchino. Michael Giacchino was uh-huh. able to incorporate uh, the who? Spider-Man theme song. Who? Oh, yeah. Giacchino? Giacchino? Yeah. Giacchino. No, care. you got to write for them. Uh, he introduced, He incorporates the Spider-Man theme song. Into the, yes. the opening of like, the Marvel so thing. Uh, I it love that. Throughout. It plays yeah, throughout. Yeah, I love that. The good. theme for Tombs is also really good. Yeah, Man, yeah. Talk, talk about great villains. Yes. Uh-huh. Tombs is so good. Yeah. Which is funny because I always thought the Vulture is kind of like one of those lame villains. Honestly, that's what Marvel does when best. I, when I found out who the Vulture was, mm-hmm. there's this old Darwin cookbook that I... Um, <laughs> Darwin cookbook. Um, this old Darwin cook drawn <laughs> and written Spider-Man book <laughs> that my brother bought at an airport in Costa Rica. <laughs> <a> stupid nerd. <laughs> <laughs> that where the main villain was Adrian Toomes, the yeah. Vulture, and I just thought he was like this lame bird he, dude. He mostly is. Whereas yeah. in Spider-Man Homecoming, he is... Awesome. They made yeah. him into lo- a. They made him to a. Well, they a, made him Michael Keaton. Yeah, they made <laughs> they him Michael made him Keaton into a force. Yeah. yeah, and I've said this before. I've said this like twice to you guys now. But the reveal that he was Liz's dad. Oh, is it's, just sh- it's shocking. Shocking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The no, no, no. The theater. shocker was in the. I'll kick other your part butt. of this movie. <laughs> I'll kick your. You, butt. you are a Spider-Man fan. <laughs> Two shockers. Two shockers. Two the shockers. first one's Logan Marshall Green from Upgrade. Hell yeah. 
the shocker. Call yourself the shocker. You're the shocker. <laughs> You're the shocker. <laughs> and then he grabs the gun and he goes to the tinker. He's like, I thought this was the anti-gravity gun. No, what? No, that's, that's over there. there. <laughs> yeah, I, I like how they incorporated tombs because one of the things I like about this film is that it's small scale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, you know, Tony even says it. This is below our pay grade. Yeah. Like, I like the idea that it's not the Avengers. The, the Avengers aren't going to deal with arms dealers. But Spider-Man's like, no, no, we got to get these off the street. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I love Karen, by the way. I think Karen's, Karen's a lot of fun. Jennifer uh, Connelly. Th- I, that was Jennifer Connelly. Sure I was, was like, is that Jennifer Connelly? Betty Ross from Angley's the Hulk. And wow. What, really? Yeah. yeah. Yep. I was just gonna, I just rem- know her as Sarah from uh, Labyrinth. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure she doesn't want to be remembered as Dance Betty Ross magic. from the Angley's the Hulk. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's, that's uh, the one. I, but yeah, I do love Karen. Karen is a great contrast to Tony Stark's Friday, and I think has a lot more personality. Um, Iron Man's armor in this movie is probably one of my favorite versions of Iron Man's armor. In I love the designs. Yeah. I think scheme. the design really design. here looks really good. It looks dope. Yeah, I, like it a I lot. wish that design had stuck around for more than just this movie. Yeah. Darn it. Yeah. Hey, man, they made a toy of it, so I got it. Sweet. Yeah. It's, it's I, I really liked realized. I thought the gray worked really well I know this was pulling more from the Ultimate Comics than any of the other designs I thought the gray looked real good yeah, yeah. mixed in there um, it made it look a little less flashy but I still liked I still liked the slim yeah. design there was didn't look as clunky as Civil Wars yeah. yeah there was something I was going to bring up but I can't quite remember yeah, this movie's great Even it was at, a lot of fun I think this was one of the first movies more Marvel films I gave a 10 out of 10 for and I still have to say that this is still it's either a 10, still for me it's a 10 because of how much I enjoy this movie and how much yeah. I love Spider-Man. Yeah. And it's either a 10 or it's a 9.5. It's yeah. super high up there because I love this movie. There's two movies that have jumped up. I love this movie, yes. Yeah, there's two movies Did that I jumped up on my LARP? list. No, you said love. Oh, I said this, LARP. This and Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. 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 Um, I really like the save at the Washington Monument. Oh, yeah. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, and a w- really organic Hey, scene. yo, yo, big guy, stop moving around. Uh, And... I really, we talked about this when we did the review, I remember, um, because I was the, I think I was the only person who saw it because we'd only seen it once or maybe twice in some cases, that the fact that Michael Keaton didn't put the gun at Peter Parker, that yeah. was sitting on the front side of the passenger seat, mm-hmm. we had a discussion about that. Yeah, uh, but he still looks at, he still looks at it, Peter does. But he can't see it. I know, but he looks directly at it, which is always really strange to me. I think because his, is that a spider is, sense going on? This off? is why we yeah. talked about it, because I was saying that I was like, it's, it's spider sense. Like, he knows yeah. he's in danger. Mm-hmm. He knows he's on in some sense of danger. I think yeah. that even though he's not seeing the gun, he knows he it's knows, there. He it's, knows all, that, it's the filmmaker's like fault for not uh, expressing that if it was a spider sense that he knows he's in danger. Uh, yeah. But that's them deliberately not showing his spider sense in the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I really yeah. liked, I really liked the fact that he that the gun does just sit in the front side yeah. of the mm-hmm. passenger seat. I thought that's really it's a good he, little. I think touch. it's a good subtle oh. thing that you only catch if you're paying attention. That is for my it. favorite. Um, that's one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when he uh tombs the dad talk. Yeah, when mm-hmm. he tells us like go inside. I'll, I just gotta give you the dad talk. He pulls the gun yeah. out and says, "Does she know?" Because he yeah. figured it out right on the drive home right. when Liz kept blabbing. He's like, "Hey, you skipped out on DC." Actually, that's one kind of little gripe I do have with this movie. I mean, I get that she has a crush on Peter, and I guess you can forgive it. But if I was the head of a tech decathlon team, and one of my best players just randomly vanished and then suddenly shows back up after we won to go hang out at the Washington Monument, I would be livid. I mean, I think that the difference is that this isn't a one-off occurrence. This is like Peter Parker. This is what he does. This is what he does. He kind I, of disappears and reappears. Yeah, I would still... He, they even say he's quit everything because he's mm-hmm. waiting for Tony Stark to tell him when to yeah, be an Avenger. To suit up and be an Avenger. 
But oh, I, I just remember what I was going to say. I'm so sorry. Can I can I bring this up before I forget again? Go for it. Uh, okay, so Patrick Willems, we, we we mentioned this a couple times before. I think he gets the I think he gets the point of this movie wrong. He talks about this film about being uh, about being Peter Parker learning that he doesn't want doesn't want to be an Avenger. I don't think that's what this movie is about. I think this movie is about Peter Parker learning to believe in himself as Spider Man, learning to grow into the role of Spider Man. He doesn't need the Avengers anymore. He doesn't. It's not that he doesn't want to be an Avenger. He just says, "I'm Spider Man. I want to be Spider Man for a while." I don't think this movie is about him learning that he doesn't want to be an Avenger, which is what Patrick Williams talks about. Mm, I could. I I'd could. have to digest it more than immediately thinking about it. I would think so too. But I do like because at the end of the movie, he does say, "I just want to continue being a friend of the neighborhood." Spider-Man. Right. So, so the context that, pa- that that Patrick talks about uh, is that he talks about it in the context that it, when we see him next in Infinity War, he's an Avenger, mm-hmm. and it takes away the and it takes away the point of the mo- of the Spider-Man Homecoming. That's what I don't agree about. I don't think this film is about Peter Parker not wanting to become an Avenger. Yeah. Okay. No, I agree with that. I don't think that it's about. The, the film's not about Peter not becoming an Avenger. Yes. That's not what it's about. It's about him. It's, it's about him having the, like, that's what the rubble scene is. It's yes. him being confident in himself to be Spider-Man on his own, be the hero that he can be. Yeah. Because yeah. he hasn't been confident in himself to do his, to, to be capable. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's what, I, that's what I was getting at. Okay. Uh, uh, by the way, speaking of the rubble scene, great sequence. Finally figured out how to do the half mass uh, sequence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the con- and that's, the a, that's always a great scene whenever I see that. And also, he he tells he doesn't say, come on, Peter. He says, come on, Spider-Man. Yeah, get up, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. He finally gets out of the rubble. And then he, does, he does start with Peter. He does. The first then thing he says is Peter, then Spider-Man. It kind of reminds me of this very old Batman Beyond um, episode where Bruce Wayne, where love that, love someone that. tries to get inside Bruce Wayne's head and he does... And He's like, yeah, because Bruce Wayne never sees himself as Bruce Wayne. He always thought of himself as Batman. Yeah. And then Terry McGinnis is like, yeah. Bruce Wayne is the mask. But that's my name now. Mm. And then Bruce is like, you can try. You can try. I, yeah. That is it reminds show. me of that of that sequence that a little bit. That's a good show. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a great show. Yeah. Um, yeah. You always, <laughs> I, I think did the, it again. I did no, it it's again. not. It's a great show. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize I was coming off as an asshole. I'm sorry, Brandon. No, no, no. no. It's, it's, the fact, it's the fact that you start the sentence with a no, it's blank, as though you're going to disagree, but no. you're agreeing. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. I think that that rubble scene works so well uh, also because of the fact that, I talked a bit about this on Podcasters Assemble, but the uh, that Peter is uh, so emotional and uh-huh. crying and, and panicking like yes. a teenager, a yes. normal teenager really would in the situation. It's very effective, and then he turns it around, and that's, that's a credit to Tom Holland's yeah. acting, yeah. too. I uh-huh. want to talk a little bit about Vulture's design. We talked a little bit about the acting, but I think his design creates such a terrifying it, look. It's yeah. a lot scarier a lot than just an old dude in a green bird when costume. He's, yeah. When he's just sitting there on the billboard and the wings are just over him, that's awesome. That, yeah. I love the design of his wings, how it's like a hovercraft sort of thing. Yeah. But it's you like, can it's like old old uh, TR technology he's like, or something. He's right? like a fighter. Pi- he's wearing an old uh, f- uh, fighter pl- f- uh, fighter pilot jacket. Yeah, he has like that great. His mask is his um his his heads up display essentially. It's gr- it's I love the design. Yeah. And yeah. They, he talks about I love how he talks about like we keep it below Shield's radar, below damage controls mm-hmm. radar, below the Avengers radar. Yeah, and we just keep it. Do we just do what we do? Lee Winnell, not Lee Winnell. Um, upgrade. Uh, Logan uh, Marshall Green. Logan yeah. Marshall Green is the first uh, shocker. I thought yeah. that was. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Never ready for your second shocker. <laughs> he wasn't as good as the first guy. It was frankly oh shocking. <sighs> On that note, we should change movies. <laughs> That's that was for a video only. Oh. <laughs> I think that I just did. <laughs> oh boy, uh, Ryan, change movies. 
Sure. Yeah. Hey, Spider-Man Homecoming is really, really great. It's really great. Oh, yeah. Yes, it's great. Doctor Strange. Yeah. So I'm going to... Okay. I'm, I'm so conflicted on how I feel about this movie because everything that's in the movie I love. So you know the you know the term, like, it's greater than the sum of its parts? That's the opposite of this movie. Everything in it's great, but when I look at it as a whole, I'm like, yeah, it's fine. It's so weird to me. Um, like I, individually, like it's I awesome. love Benny D. I love I love uh, Dormammu. I love Mor- uh, 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 Mordo, uh, the ancient one. The effects are good, and like in individual scenes, I'm like, man, this is awesome. But the, when I look at it as a whole, I'm like, eh, it's okay. Yeah, you know what I, I mean. You know what I think. Like when uh, Brandon, when you were saying that, like for Spider-Man: Homecoming, like Peter's this world is lived in, like. You have the Avengers out there. They people know who they are, but Spider-Man's just walk around, but they don't know who he is. Doctor Strange doesn't do that. We only mention the Avengers. No, Doctor and, Strange does what uh, what the other Marvel films yeah, do, it's which, just is like, pretty intru- which is introducing a new yeah, area introducing a new, of the which is films. introducing a new thing. But they do mention the Avengers at Magic. the Avengers at the end of the movie. Um, I have to agree with you, Ryan, because because um, when I was watching this movie recently, I, I just got my new phone, so obviously I'm trying to get my phone figured out and um, all my apps redownloaded. Yeah. I was constantly watching the scenes that were visually stunning, like all the stuff in the mirror dimension, like when uh, Doctor, like when Stephen Strange goes to Tibet, to goes to the Himalayas for the first time, and then that whole Mount the, Everest. No, or is that where you meant? Oh, no, yeah. you mean? Oh, never mind. Like Go when on. he goes, when he goes to Karmataj, uh, Karmataj, and the ancient one pulls him out and the ast- puts him in his astral form. Yeah, it has an acid time. trip. It's great. Yeah, let me, let me that, see if I can do the accent. That place looks a little bit more commertage-y. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah. Where, like, <laughs> all the visually stunning stuff I was trying to pay attention to, but whereas the dialogue stuff, I was, like, going back on my phone making sure it was working okay. Yeah. I mean, but, yeah, I, I don't disagree. Yeah. it's, it's I, still I've grown f- to like this movie more mm-hmm. as I watch it. It's yeah. still a fine movie. I do enjoy, because you know me, I'm a fantasy guy. I love stuff that involves magic, mm-hmm. but I've always felt a little... Iffy when magic is introduced into superhero stuff. Yeah, I think that I think this film, this is something we'll get into that Infinity War does better. Mm-hmm. So the magic in this film is just kind of glowy, sparky things. Yeah, um, it is glowy, sparky. A lot of like whips. Yeah, I think a lot of whips. A lot of. I think uh, it works for Doctor Strange. I think as a as a character it works for Doctor Strange mm-hmm. because he's not quite to the level of Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and he doesn't at the end of this film, which I think is what's so good about it. Uh, Go on, finish uh, your thought. No, I, I forgot the rest of it. I was hoping Sorry. you were going to jump in. <laughs> um, I think I think part of what doesn't work for me about magic effects in this film is that sometimes it's it's there for like the visual effects sake rather than meaning anything. Yeah. A uh, good example of this is there's a scene where Cassilius and the Zealots, uh, the, uh, Zealots, yeah, okay, uh, where they um, where they're chanting and they get their purple eyes for the first time and all yeah. that, and then after that he like rotates the room around. And he just keeps rotating the room around, and then the scene ends. And I'm like, "Cool, why'd we rotate the room around? Trailer was shot. it just to show that Trailer he was shot. as no? I think it, well, yeah, but I it was it, I think it was like meant to show that he was as powerful as the ancient one now because he couldn't do that before. It's because he you can't you can't bend re- actual reality out. Uh, but if he you're not... never does again. Uh, he only bends the mirror dimension. Never bends reality. No, because isn't it when they fight later? When they when they conf- fight in the streets? Yeah, isn't that- yeah. That's in the mirror dimension. Oh yeah, yeah right. Strange yeah. throws him into the mirror dimension, and then holy uh, shit, you're absolutely no, right. No, I know, and, and that's Mordo- what I, and and that stood out to me because I was like, wow, that kind of didn't mean anything. Why are we doing that? Yeah, and there's yeah. a couple of times where they do like kind of cool visual oh, magic no. effects, and I'm like, no wait, what does this mean? Wait, it does. Yeah. It uh, sorry, Ryan, you're you're right. They do. He does manipulate reality in the same way in the Sanctum Sanctorum. 
he manipulates reality around Doctor Strange and they're not in the mirror dimension at that yeah. point. Okay. Yeah, he makes so, yeah. that he makes like the hallway go long and stuff. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But mm-hmm. it's it's still like a uh it's it's just weird. Like there are moments where they do that and I'm like, okay, but inconsistent. Yeah, it's just it doesn't feel impactful. It just feels yeah. like look what we can do visually and I'm like, that's neat. I don't know what that means. It uh I think they don't. They don't properly in the narrative deliver yeah. a, a weight or importance to what they can do or like why, like it didn't. It didn't mean anything in, to me in that moment. It never did, yeah. and it still doesn't. That Caselius could do that because I'm like he can do magic things. Yeah. I don't know why this is relevant. That that they did the chant and now he can bend the room. Like I don't know. They they don't make that feel important. I yeah. agree. Yeah. I think it's just supposed to be a really cool mm. shot. I think that, yeah. that's it. And that's, and that's the problem. Yeah. Is that there's, no, there's no weight to those. Or it's Dormammu yes. giving them his blessing or something like that. I, don't know, it was, I bless you, my child. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, sort of. Have the gross eyes. Because also they're in a church too. Yeah. So it's kind of like... Uh, Evil church. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like a thing of, um, hey, let's like fully um, embrace ourselves with uh, Dormammu and the Dark Dimension and all yeah. that jazz. You know who I feel bad for in this? Mads Mikkelsen. Also, uh, Rachel McAdams. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Because like she's she, I think she's actually really good in this movie, but she's just the girlfriend in this movie. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, man. But she does have that cool scene where she's bringing. She's trying to save him. Yeah, yeah. That is a cool scene. Other than that, it's. But that's not a cool scene for her. No, it's a cool scene for the astral dimension. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not a cool scene for her. She's kind of, she's kind of just like I. Um, well, she's got, woo! she's got good stuff in the beginning, and then yeah. Yeah. also, well, the dialogue at the beginning, I think, is real strong. Well, between also, them. sparks the car crashes. In ten. Yes. Ben, Ben, what were you gonna say? Um, when uh, after Stephen gets his car crash and he's trying to figure out uh, ways to fix his hands and stuff, um, uh, Rachel McAdams, Christine comes in and he's trying to get a loan, like a hundred thousand dollar loan or something. He even says a small loan, like a hundred, two hundred thousand. Yeah, like, oh and my she, God. and then he's, and then he says something. I forget something like really offensive towards her. He or, says, uh, he says the whole like, uh, pat him on the back and slap him back out into society. You care so much, don't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, "This is the part where you apologize." He's like, "This is the part where you leave." Yeah. He's he's so super she, arrogant. One of the things that you mentioned that she actually drops off the keys to his apartment. Yeah, she throws them and you hear them. Yeah. Yeah. She, you can hear them, but you don't. I never, you don't necessarily see it. I never in the caught that the first time I the times I saw it. I never caught that. It wasn't until he mentioned it because yeah. I just thought she was just borrowing his keys. I didn't realize those were her keys. Which which is showing her throwing away that personal connection. Uh-huh. Yeah, he has a he has a great watch collection. He does. And but why I does they have to? I feel like Brandon wasn't listening to anything that was said in the past two minutes. Yeah. No, I was. I just wanted to bring out the watches. <laughs> but why do they have to rotate in the clock? I don't care, Ben. It's what rich people do. Yeah. But yeah, much much to your point, like it's a shame that there aren't more moments like that because I was like, that's uh-huh. a subtle thing I didn't pick up on until like multiple rewatches. Real good. Yeah, uh, it's a shame that there isn't more of that. But in then this he movie. doesn't go back to apologize or talk to her because he still holds on to her, um, her watch even though it's broken. Yeah, because he's he's stubborn. He's not going to apologize. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. yeah. And and I think they do a good job of establishing his his knowledge base and his ego. Yeah. in oh, those yeah. earlier scenes. Yeah. Um, I I, I re- real quick I really like the scene like after he wakes up from from the accident and he's like my hands are broken or whatever and and like they did the best we could no one could do better and he's like I could have done better. Yeah, I'm like, man, you're an arrogant piece of shit. Uh-huh. I, oh, man. I do think that they well established like th- th- some characters don't get it very well, but Strange gets developed pretty well. Yeah, because he's got the whole establishment of being more interested in awards and press than uh, mm-hmm. saving people mm-hmm. and the um, money. Like, um, he gets calls from, uh, from his like, I guess his his hospital agent or something. Yeah, like his uh, yeah, like pers- his, his agent assistant. where he's like, hey, give me something good, give me something that Juicy. can charge people he up even, the ass he for. He even no, he doesn't that. 
maybe. But what he doesn't, what he does do, which really bugs me, is he's like, "Do you want me to lose my streak?" Yeah, I've to not one of, to one of them killing. is so far gone that even he that he's like, "I'm not going to do that. Well, I I wouldn't do it." I, 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 if she I, might die, then I don't even want to try it. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was despicable. It is. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a he's almost a worse Tony Stark. Well, no, Tony Stark literally kills people. Um, so I like Benedict Cumberbatch a lot more these days than I used to mm-hmm. uh, because I saw Frankenstein. Yeah, this is your world. Yeah, uh, seeing that made me like his performance capabilities a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I've warmed to him as an actor more, so I like him more in this. I've warmed to his American accent. Uh huh. Yes. I. Never got because I wasn't part of the review. Neither were you, Brandon. But um, I I know I've talked to you guys about it off this. Uh, but I really wish that Mads Mikkelsen had more in this because um, the scene where Caselius is restrained and he's talking to him, he's crying. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm like, ah, oh, I I want more of what's going on there like yeah. you're that's crying. like the one good scene and, and yeah. he's because he has this whole section where he says that um time is the enemy time, time is the enemy death is an insult and i'm like oh yeah. man i tell me that like he had a family and they're dead yeah, and that's why he came here that's what i you assumed ex- that's what i assume too yeah. but i'm like expand on that and he's great in the in the prelude comic that's exactly what happened. Nice. He had a family. Well, so I, I think Mickelson does a lot with very little. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he brings a lot. Because he's a great actor. One of the things uh, visually uh, I didn't notice until recently is that his eyes are sparkling. Like yes. there's an effect in yes. the in the eyes. I never noticed that before. I thought that was kind of yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. It is really cool. But that that scene alone, I'm always just grasping at that scene. Like I want to think you're a great villain. I really do because. I know you're yeah. capable and it's in there. And I do think that like there's a good baseline of 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 this argument about him saying that the ancient one is a hypocrite and him having come to her and, yeah. and like knowing that she can do things like this and he's like, Okay, so like a lot of things could be different. This is dumb. And what is Mordo's and the line? fact she does what is it? Is it It's true. She, she does, does draw power him. from the dark dimension. Um <laughs> That's my horrible yeah. Mordo impression. I, Thank you very much. I'll be here all week. When he explains that time kills everything, uh, and he's tearing up as he does it, and uh, everyone who comes to the Ancient One collects broken, she collects broken people and does parlor tricks. Mm-hmm. And I just really wish they expanded on Dia, especially because later it could have been tied to uh, where Mordo's going. Yeah. Because the Ancient One saves them with power from the Dark Dimension. And I just wish that there was more of a moment there where, like, Caselius is like, see? And Mordo could be like, oh, what? Yeah. Yeah. And and the fact that not only do they shortchange Caselius's character development, which is, it could have been done. It's so easy to have done it. They just had to do a little bit more legwork and boom, he's an interesting character. Yeah. Uh, that it also would have been better set up, this is another thing I was going to bring up later, better set up for Mordo's character development because Mordo does a whole thing at the end of this movie that's like, okay, but I, I have this very specific note, which is, uh, uh, I wish it were more clear how Mordo goes from there will be consequences to this, for this, to the post-credits where he says, I am consequences. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I there's there's something happens there, and yeah. I wish that more of that had been done with Mordo through Caselius in this movie. The whole thing would have and, played a lot and, better. Yeah, I they agree. set they I even agree. set it up like with the yeah, the hypocrite thing and like yeah, like it's all there. And I'm like, I don't. Uh, how did you how did you not have this moment where Caselius and Doctor Strange and Mordo are facing the Ancient One, and Caselius and Mordo didn't have that kind of parallel moment yeah. where it's Caselius's actions are setting Mordo on a path, a bad path. Yeah. 
Brandon, were you reading Jason Aaron's Doctor Strange run? Yes. Uh, so that whole thing is about how magic has consequences and the empirical are coming to like wipe out magicians. Yes. So I have a feeling that's what the sequel is going to be. I think that's pretty dope because like no more sorcerers. I think that's a, a pretty... I don't think especially we're going to go with the empirical. No? No, I don't think so. I think I, that'd be awesome. I think Mordo will be the villain of the sequel. Yeah. Uh, but not. But I think... But they, they deal with taking out magic though. Yeah, but I don't think we're going to... I don't think... If we get to the point where, where they'll introduce the empirical, it'll be three. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think I think we want we want to set up we don't want to set up Mordo as Strange's ultimate nemesis okay. before we introduce something else. Okay, I got gotcha. you. I sure do wish that Tony Todd were still to the voice of Dormammu instead of Benedict Cumberbatch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wait, was Tony he... Todd is the Candyman. If you no, know. I know who it is. Yeah. I was he supposed he was to be? originally he was supposed to be dubbed and oh, he dubbed he and recorded his lines and everything, and then they replaced him with Benedict Cumberbatch. That's weird, Ooh. and Why? I think that's a big bummer. Why? Don't know. But they decide not to let Tony Todd be the voice of Dormammu, and I'm like, uh, why? That's weird. That would have been great, great. It's got a great voice. Speaking of Dormammu, though, I do like that sequence. Yeah, I do oh, too. Yeah. I it's a cool it. sequence for sure. It looks um, really cool. Dormammu looks real good. Yeah. For being a big, weird, dark dimension monster. Mm-hmm. The Ancient One made comments before she passes to Doctor Strange that uh, he and Mordo will need each other to stop Dormammu. And I'm like, okay, is that going to come back around? Because they definitely don't need each other in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, could, could just be setting up maybe for like, hey, if you guys want to do this, you can do it. I, it's just interesting. It's it, I never thought about it before, but I'm like, that doesn't happen in this film. So is yeah. she knowing? But she also says like she knows nothing past the moment of her death. So I'm like, I don't know. Maybe yeah, she's got a gut feeling. I like her death. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. I think it's cool death. The movie continues to have some of the best visuals in the MCU period. 100. Yeah. Uh, percent I really like Doctor Strange's theme. Yeah, me too. Mm. Michael Giacchino once I, again. I yeah, I I think this movie is good, but like it's it it's a clear point of like just a little bit more connecting of some of those puzzle pieces would have made this a lot better. Yeah. Especially in relation, like, I have a really hard time being excited about seeing Mordo as a villain just because I don't feel like the path to get him there was very well laid I right. agree. All. Yeah. Oh, Doctor Strange. I feel like we barely get a grasp on him as a character, let alone as a good guy before, Fight before your life. suddenly a bad guy. Yeah. yeah. No, it, you go first. Um, Doctor Strange, I feel, it's, it's one of those movies that I wouldn't mind watching again if we were doing a rewatch or not, but it's also one of those m- movies that it would probably be a, a few years until I pop it back in my. It's DVD. in the. Well, it's one, it's, it's a, in the middle. I mean, looking at because you have films like mm-hmm. Avengers, you have films like Spider Man, you have films like Civil War or Captain America's The Winter Soldier. Those I'm like, yeah, let's watch those. Those are great. Whereas Doctor Strange is like, what I'm in the mood for. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I, I haven't watched that in a while. Maybe I'll pop it in, or maybe I'll. Uh, then I'll look to the side. I'm like, nah, I'm gonna pop in uh, something else instead. I really like the end fight sequence. Um. I especially like oh, in how Hong Kong? Uh, in Hong oh, Kong. Man, I especially like how unique stuff. it is. It's not yeah. we haven't seen something like that before. We haven't seen it since. But I really like the idea that instead of a major citywide destruction fight sequence, it's a city repairing yeah. fight yeah. sequence. You get yeah. to there and it's the battle's over. Yeah. And I was like, Oh word. I think uh-huh. I think they do something really cool with it with that, with all the walls yeah. repairing and saving Wong. And I people think. get like when they're fighting and like the city's being repaired like the wall gets rebuilt and yes. you get stuck in the wall. Or you like, get, that or you get cool. uh, like some woman like flies back into her car mm-hmm. and the car drives yeah. away. One of the things that, one of the things I like about that moment is that that Mordo, you kind of see Mordo uh being like, "Well, he's breaking the rules. Yeah. We have these rules for a reason. Yeah. But then, and then Wong, Wong says at the same time, he's like, I, screw the told, rules. He told you not to, not to do this. Like, yeah, well, don't, don't stop, stop now. now. Yeah, yeah. I'd like being alive. So yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely, the, I think of 
as much as I bummed that Mads Mikkelsen doesn't get more, it almost feels worse that Mordo gets almost nothing yeah. uh, to develop him because I just I don't feel the arc yeah. for him. Yeah, there, there's there's little bits there like I just like I just mentioned uh, in the in the end fight sequence. Um, I, I I do like the the little bits. I just I do wish there were more. For sure, like it, it's just a lot of you have to read into the moments yeah. to see what's going on behind them, and it's it, it, the movie makes you do more work to make characters make sense. Yeah, than you should have to. I agree. Yeah. Um, but it's but it's still cool. I think the humor in it lands uh, a, most of the time. When they go for humor, it works. There is a yeah. great line where um, where he's telling uh, Castellius and his follower yep. and the zealots, uh-huh. he's like, "Hey, you're gonna get exactly what you want. You're not gonna like it." And then he's like, "You should really have ripped out the uh, the next few pages because all the warnings come after the spells." That's not the lines I thought you were gonna do, but yeah, <laughs> no, those are I, good ones. But it, he does make up a point. It's like, yeah, when you um, talk about like all these. Like these spells, and even in other and Wong finally laughs. Yes, and in all these other um, fantasy, in all these other fantasy um, stories, the the warnings always come after the spell. He's like, "Hey, this spell will grant you this kick-ass power," and the poor soul who's trying to tempt you, "Oh, cool. tomorrow." But they never real, but they never read yeah. the whole damn thing. It's like, but you're gonna have to sacrifice your entire family and every all those yeah, you yeah. love. Uh, uh, the the mindless ones who are what Cassilius and his people turn into those are those are beings from the comics. They're yeah. just, they're they're literally mindless ones. So it's that's kind of cool. Though. Hey, look, they're doing uh, things from the comics. My favorite gag in the whole film is definitely the Mister Doctor. Yes, uh, it's oh, so good. It's strange. Uh, what, who am I to judge? Who am I to say? Yeah, who am I to Mister Doctor? Mister Doctor? Yeah, it's, it's strange. Maybe, but who am I to judge? Because you know what's so great about that? So it's it's better in the film than it was in the trailer. Because mm-hmm. in the trailer, it's beat, 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 beat. Yeah. In the in the movie, they give it a little bit spa- of space, and, and it just makes it. it a lot yeah. funnier. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. Mads Mikkelsen pauses more, as, because in the uh, in the in the trailer it was, it was like, maybe who am I to judge? But in the tra- in the movie's like, hmm, maybe, but who am I to judge? Actually, one of my other favorite gags is when he uh, when Strange was talking to Wong, and he's like, hey, what's up? It's like Beyonce, come on, big star. Cut to um, him, him listening, listening to single ladies, single ladies. Li- yeah. or or also one of my Put other favorite. It's up. like here, oh, you'll need this. Is this my mantra? No, it's the Wi-Fi password. We're not savages. Yeah. Yeah, I think the jokes land. That yes. was yeah. The jokes do land, but Move it's still on. it's still it's a it's a good. I would say it's a good it's, movie. Yeah, it's good. I think it's a good yeah. one. Yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. This movie's freaking great. This movie yes. is hilarious. I forgot how hilarious this movie this, was. This, just for me, no joke. This might be in my top five. Okay. For real. Uh, for real. Yeah. That's great. It's, for real. It's uh. It's so tight. I've come it's, to recognize. I can't believe it. It's the funniest film. It's in so, the MCU. Yeah. So I agree. So. Uh, Thor Ragnarok is a comedy, right? But I, th- I think that's trying to be funny all the time, and not everything always works. Whereas Ant Man and the Wasp, I think it's primarily, you know, it's a regular movie that's funny, and everything funny is funny. Like yes. I, I don't think a lot of the jokes don't work for me. Uh, yeah, I think I think more often than not, everything in Ant Man and the Wasp that's supposed to be funny is funny. The chemistry between everyone is so tight. Yes, like Paul Rudd is so good. Michael Douglas is killer as a straight man. I, 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 I real quick, Ben. I, so I've said in our review of Captain Marvel, that I wasn't sure that Brie Larson quite felt comfortable in the role yet, that she could grow into the role. Uh, I tried to figure out who else also didn't feel, I think Paul Rudd didn't mm-hmm. feel comfortable in the in the first Ant-Man film. Uh, this film, he's firing on all cylinders. He's, he's basically just Paul Rudd, if he's, I'm being honest. He's doing, a, he's doing a lot. He's really good in this film. Yeah. And But like we talk about MVPs, Michael Douglas 
is incredible in this movie. Oh yeah, he's yeah. a very good straight man. Yeah. I love him in this movie, and he you know, he's talked about how he got a lot more to do in this movie. Uh, he's so funny. Yeah, I love the bit when 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 Scott Lang gets into the car and he's a toddler size and like, "Hi, champ, how was school? Yeah. <laughs> you, you want a juice box? Do you, do you have one of those? Yeah. <laughs> you want a juice box and some string cheese? Do you have that? <laughs> I also love the the chemistry he had with um, that Scott has with his daughter. Cassie. I yes. love uh, Cassie, hundred percent. I absolutely love um, love the two of them together. Like, and when they're in the se- in the like when they're first or first seen the movie, when they're like going through the maze and stuff, and they that's an actual thing that they really built. Yeah, that's and he's and like, things real. Oh, Anton will show us the way. Anton, Anton show us. The- and Michael Pena is on the computer. And he's like, okay, he has to mess with uh, little has- mannequin ants. Yeah, I also love the name of their uh, um, security company, XCon. Yeah, XCon. Hell yeah. Yeah, I think this film really works. The only thing. That I've uh, that I don't like is I I don't like the Judy Greer and man dude the cop what's his name Bobby Carnavale yeah uh, oh there you go I never knew that yep. I was talking about his character name oh uh, Paxton? Paxton Paxton yeah I think they're relegated to joke characters kind of wacky neighbor characters yeah <laughs> I don't I don't have a problem with that though. I don't have a no, problem with it because, because so many new characters they have to introduce yeah they're 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 not really relevant to the story so yeah. And I, I'd rather them, I'd rather them be enjoyable for the brief moments they're there. I'm happy they're there at all, than have them kind of forced into the film. Sure, I can understand. And, uh, also, and I do like, I do like what they've done of evolving their relationship, so they feel they're like they, they're really, really close with Scott now. Yeah. You know the way Paxton is, he just probably comes in for bear hugs with. Probably because he realizes, like, wait, this guy fought with Captain America. He's cool now. Yeah, well, probably one reason. Yeah, I don't yeah. think that's. Why one reason? Maybe. Though I do like, I do like how Judy Greer is like, you can't do that. Actually, they can. You can. <laughs> Yeah, I like I like some of yeah, that stuff. Um, yeah, uh, but Cassie Cassie is so good in yes, this movie. Yes, mm-hmm. I know we talked about that in the review that that she's a standout. I, she is what makes me want Young Avengers. Yeah, yeah. that little actress alone makes me want Young Avengers because she's, she's great. She's never gonna snitch on her dad, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like how she just goes to bat for for a dad. I all also the time. really like Randall Park in this movie too. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, when me too. Uh, well, like when they when he busts his leg outside of the uh, of the thing and his ankle bracelet goes off he's, he's like, under house arrest mm-hmm. yeah, yeah he's he under house off. arrest oh. but then he like he's te- he's showing randall park uh agent Wu magic and then cut to a, f- a few more scenes later that and he's one trying off, to learn he's trying to learn magic, magic as yeah. well so it's just like, i learned that can you teach me that uh-huh so <laughs> yeah. by the way online close-up magic university has a trailer on the dvds really yeah i watched it this morning that's amazing wow. that's fantastic it's really funny uh so uh i really like even more now i really like the villains yeah, ghost, uh, ghost, and, uh-huh. and and to some extent, Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, I love Lawrence yeah. Fishburne because he's he's a villain with a he's heart. He's an antagonist. He's an antagonist. Yeah. yeah, like he's doing bad things, but only because like he uh, feels like he has to. Would you say he's that like, um, we're not going to kill Janet? Yeah, you're going to kill Janet. No, we're not. Yeah. Would you say that Walton, we might kill Janet? <laughs> would you say that Walton Goggins is the main villain, or Ghost is the main villain? I mean, Ghost is the main villain. Yeah. Walton Goggins is the secondary villain. Yeah, okay. he is definitely like side side because I love I, Walton Goggins in this movie yes. I don't like Walton Goggins in this movie oh. you don't like him just because you wish he was Sam Rockwell that's not it's fair just, he didn't let me finish the sentence <laughs> I was about to say and you guys jumped on me I don't like him that much Okay, he's not great I could do with or without him I don't he's, I love he's, his southern drawl so he's good in the movie but I don't need him in the movie as I long still, as you find, find that he's good that's fine. I still love him yeah. I do the think, true serum scene. I do think uh, it's him a, and his wacky henchmen—they're the best henchmen yeah, in any those, of these yeah. movies. Those henchmen are great. No other henchmen have I, personalities. I do think it's a little bit of a waste of Walton Goggins. Um, just, just that he's not—he's not really given anything to do he's that he's capable of. He's yeah, just, but he's—he's. He's, 
he's every scene that he's in though i'm happy that he's on the screen sure because he's just chewing it up and he's like southern and like oh hope oh dear (laughs) darling it's like welcome to we we means yes yes for tom from farm to table yes to where's my money I yeah. do like I do like the bit where it's like I've I've done numerous health code violations in my restaurant. Some of them would shock you. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. It is true serum. Yeah. <laughs> or when yeah, Ghost finally pops yeah, out, that's and my, uh, that's my only that's really my only thing about Walton Goggins. I don't care for the actor. I don't have an attachment to the actor. I, he's take it or leave it for me. So him in this movie is like, okay, you're not doing a lot here. You're just kind of being bad guy. I would like to either have given you more or taken you out of the movie completely, mm-hmm. and I don't think any much changes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I feel you. But uh, Baba Yaga. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all that, the ex-cons. That are gets back me every time. Yeah. Every time I see that movie, and she just pops out and he starts yelling Baba Yaga. He starts singing to himself. Yeah. Baba Yaga, come at night. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So. Um, Changing goes from just being sorry, or a random tech guy in the mm-hmm. comics to being somebody who has like a, like a quantum disruption in their cells, yeah, where like their bodies being broken apart on a cellular level. Is like, this the biggest overhaul of a Marvel cin- of a Marvel villain? Um, I would because this isn't even the same. No, yeah, I anything. Would, I would argue uh, Baron Zemo because that's not the same character. But he is, I would say, I would argue Baron Zemo is very different. But yeah. Ghost is a completely, pretty much a different character. Because even her origin is completely different. 100%. Like, it, her, origin refer, her, origins, her origin references another Marvel villain. Yeah. Um, in the comics, it's just a suit that he wears. Yeah. It's, he, he's just an expert uh, uh, tech person. That's all it is. Her dad is Egghead from the comics. Yeah, who was a villain um, who, who worked for S.H.I.E.L.D. And then, that's, and then uh, Lawrence, Larry Fishburne is a Goliath yeah. from the comics. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I like this movie a lot. I think it's a lot of fun. I love the I love the ch- the car chase. Mm-hmm. It's great. The major car mm-hmm. chase is so cool and inventive. utilizing the shrinking and the this this, stuff. See, this film more than the first film utilizes the shrinking and growing to such a cool extent. All yes. the action sequences are so fun and unique and and interesting. It's just such a I said that fifteen times now. Yeah. But I I, I love the all the fight sequences, all the major action sequences, the chase uh, sequence. Is a is a highlight for me. Evangeline Lilly's given a lot of good action scenes and yeah. better hair. Yeah, depends on what you like. I like I like the, the I hated the that pixie. Hair. I'm a I like, fan. I like the I liked it too. Yeah. That's not even a pixie cut. I don't no, know what it's called. It's it's just short hair. Bob it, a Bob. She, cut. I feel like she I think could work it's a Bob. it. Bob. Yeah, it might I feel not like be a Bob. Don't either way, I feel like she could work it. But moving on to this movie. When the, the she's also she's really good in this movie. Yeah, she is. But one of the best scenes in this movie is when Paul Rudd becomes Janet. Yeah, that's that, super. Yeah. Reeves, Holy shit! Yeah, that yeah. scene. Oh, every time that it's scene so happens, and he's trying to figure out what's going on, and then, and then when uh um Hope and Hank realize that it's Janet, that Janet took over Paul uh, Scott's body, and then finally when he gets out of it, he's like, nope, nope, nothing. Sorry, but you're skipping over the best part about that scene. Is in that scene, mm-hmm. Hank and Janet don't see Scott. No, they, they see, see Hank and Hope. They don't. They they don't see Scott. They, they see, see Janet. They see Janet. Yeah. They, he does this complete transformation as an actor, mm-hmm. to where she he becomes Janet. And mm-hmm. I think Paul Rudd plays it really well. It's a it's a scene that could be played for complete laughs. Yeah. yeah. But they play it so earnestly and it's that so you, sweet. You buy it. Yeah. Like that's right. well, that line where she's like, "Our first fight in nearly thirty years, and it's over just like that." I'm like, "Man, that is so sweet and adorable." Yeah. And Paul Rudd's such a good physical actor that he can he can pull that off. It's like, man, that's that scene makes me believe in true love. Yeah. It's, right. it's such a good sequence. I, mm-hmm. I like that sequence a lot. Uh, oh, going yeah. into the quantum realm, seeing more crazy shit. Yeah. It's always fun seeing tardigrades, mm-hmm. seeing crazy wasp now with superpowers. Have you caught the Have you caught the city yet? The city? The city in the quantum realm? No. 
Is there a city in Ant Man and the Wasp that I missed? Yeah. No. So when they when they go down mm-hmm. and when they when uh, Hank and Janet are escaping and all the like the explosion is happening for whatever reason, uh, when they're leaving, if you pause it at just the right moment, there is the city that Janet has been hiding in for the whole time. I believe it. This whole civil this whole civilization that everyone has that Ooh. that is down there. Micronauts, here we come. They don't own the Micronauts. No, but the Marvel Comics had the Micronauts. Not anymore. Not anymore. Oh, Microverse. Mic- Micronauts is a Hasbro property <laughs> yeah. that Marvel had for a while. Well, why are there just tiny robots here? That's weird. <laughs> no, what the, what they would do is, for the third film, it's teasing the idea that there is a civilization down in the quantum mm-hmm. realm. Yeah. yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, it's such a quick blink and you miss it. Okay. X-Men and the Micronauts had a series in the 90s that I read. Uh, of course you did. Of course cool. I did. <laughs> No, uh, the opening effects with Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer are really good. Mm-hmm. Young yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer and young Michael Douglas. Yeah. That Did, Marvel yeah. de-aging process. Back they got that it. money, honey. They do. Yeah. Now, I don't know. So, the, do you guys remember that gentleman I told you about who I work with who would always come up to me and talk about how movies that I love, he's like, man, that was one of the worst movies I've ever seen? Vaguely, sure. Yeah, but Ant-Man and the Wasp, he was, he, I told him, I was like, no, Ant-Man and the Wasp is really good. It's really funny. It's really heartfelt. It's, it's a good movie. It leads into, it show, it's a good after thing for Infinity War. He comes up to me and says, man, that was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It was so stupid. Rewatching again, I'm like, I don't know what he saw. I don't I know. I think what he just has bad There were a bad lot opinions. of people that passed over Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. And, if and they're, they're going to be why. mistaken because yeah, when Endgame happens and there's a lot of Ant-Man shit, yeah. they're going to go, what's going I'm on? I'm re-watching this movie. I'm like, no, this movie I is funny. I think this movie's really good. The movie, I feel like the script and the plot are nice and are nice and iron. Yeah, they're tight. Crisp. Yeah. yeah. they It knows what it's doing. And it, Paul Rudd is firing all cylinders, as Brandon said. Mm-hmm. He's having a good time. Yeah. Like, they're I all love having the, a good time. I love the scene where uh, <laughs> where uh, um, Hank is looking at his phone to see, like, hey, this is how we're tricking the um, the FBI that you're still home. And he, the ant's playing the drums. What are you, he's a like, child? Yeah. He's like, what are you, 15? Yeah. Uh, my favorite line from Hank Pym is definitely, you sent my suit through the mail? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I destroyed the suit. You destroyed my suit? It's my life's work. And then he's like, you didn't destroy my suit? Oh, it's your life's work. I could do yeah, that dude, to you. Yeah, dude, the callback joke's like, it, it, the timing is perfect. Like Scott, uh-huh. Scott calls out the hats and sunglasses Marvel disguise. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I really like the idea that Hank's ego still hangs out there, and he embellishes or lies about stories of his ideas and his past. Yeah, that's something I really appreciate. Uh, Brandon is showing us the image of the city. It's a hundred percent real. I've seen it. That's awesome. Yeah, um, I thought that was really cool. What else? What do I? What am I missing? That I yeah, I really about? like that idea that Hank's ego is uh is still very much in play, and that like yeah. the moment after Lawrence Fishburne has called him out for being a certain type of person, he's kind of got to go back, and they're working on things, and he's trying to tell Hope and Scott like, well, he's making that stuff up. That's not really what. I, and Hope's kind of like, yeah, uh, okay, kind of a <laughs> like, jerk. Yeah, I'm glad that that's still lying there. That 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 Hank definitely has these flaws. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and that plays into yeah. Things. I like the idea that Hank's been horrible. For like his whole life, and is now trying to like. Oh, it's a little, maybe a little late, but it's better yeah. than no time, I guess. Yeah. I think the chemistry between Hope and Scott played a lot better in this movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah, man, I was watching the, I was watching the bloopers for this film. Everyone had just a ball on this movie. Like everyone it. has such a good time in this film. And I think that this, I think it helps that Peyton Reed was able to build this film from the ground up. Yes. Wasn't just coming in from the mm-hmm. from a script that was already written. Yeah. Um, well, I'm glad they used Edgar Wright's script for a good basis. I'm gl- also glad that Peyton Reed was able to build something yeah. from the ground and up. And if you see how many people wrote this movie, it's like it's Peyton Reed and it's Paul Rudd and it's like a couple sure. other screenwriters, oh, yeah. but it's they all wrote it together, not yeah. separately. So, and it, I think it shows like it's, it's it works. This movie's I, yeah. 
great. I, I really like um, when Bill's Bill Foster's deception is revealed because it uh, it doesn't feel it feels like it's very purposeful. It doesn't feel forced on the yeah. audience. The way yeah. that Bill Foster just works as a character, and it happens so quick. It happens yeah. so quick. Mm-hmm. It, it, we're not we're not taking a while to get there. It's like the next scene. Yeah, yeah. and and it shows that he does have a moral compass. I'm glad that that's present. It, it keeps him from being just like this this negative entity him and ghost it's there's a story behind it ghost's monologue about her past is really good bill yeah. foster's stance on it makes a lot of sense uh it's emotional it matters i'm i'm glad that that's there and he still cares enough that like you know he lets scott talk to cassie on the 911 phone call yeah. he uh-huh. thinks that hank is in danger so he gives wants to give him yeah. the pills he won't let her go threaten Cassie like yeah. he's like well I draw the line there yeah uh, I love when he's I really t- like that I love that he lets Scott talk and Scott's just like I'm sorry she said 911 I thought <laughs> it was an emergency yeah yeah uh-huh. yeah it's really good like I think Lawrence Fishburne plays a really great part in this yeah mm-hmm. I do too uh, especially at the end when he when when she's just like just leave me he's like no yeah I'm not gonna leave you yeah we're I, in this together I really like that the post credit sequence crushes me it crushes everyone yeah because like that hurt watching this that doesn't happen yet not chronologically. I know, but let's just talk. It's in this movie. <laughs> yeah. But when it when it does happen, when we're watching after watching Infinity War, and this is the next one after Infinity War, and then they do that bit, I'm like, oh no. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Infinity War flashbacks so, PTSD. Yeah. So uh, the end credit scene is like pretty much a lead into like Endgame. Like, yeah. yo, we got this quantum tunnel. It's a tiny he, tunnel. He's stuck in the quantum realm. Yeah, mm-hmm. And gonna come out. Who knows when? Where? We know how. Right I before see- he was gonna be pulled out. Um, Hank, Janet, and Hope were all dusted. I still kind of wish that the second post credit scene was just a voicemail on Scott's thing, and it was Cassie being like, "Daddy, yeah, where are you, Daddy?" Like, saying that that like, Paxton and Judy Greer had disappeared. That's rough. Whatever. I don't know if I can handle two scenes of dusting. I mean, oh, you oh, hear oh, the, second, it. the second post credit sequence is so weirdly darkly yeah. comedic. Yeah, it's it's so- just. The world the is air, gone. The, the ants just, just, just on the like, drums. You could see the emergency broadcasting on the TV. Yeah. You could hear sirens. You could hear people screaming. But you hear the drums. Uh, but, and then you see the ants just like wailing think on these drums, having a grand old time. It's like it's so the weird. world just literally went to hell. Oh, and that ant he is doesn't know the any drums. better. When the ants on the on the on the couch and Michael Pena comes in, it's like Scott. Oh, and he got like uh-huh. cheese or something. A, yeah, he's got like a cereal box that just holds closer. <laughs> yeah. It's like mine. <laughs> Yeah, man, this movie, I this movie got slept on real hard. Yeah, yeah. um, I like, it's weird because like I would say like y- if you didn't see the first Ant Man, I mean you should see it, but Ant Man and the Wasp really don't skip it. Like yeah. you guys are missing out on a really good movie. I was gonna highlight a couple of things. Oh, and the um, end credits, the end credits uh, sequences, the uh, the idea, the, the 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 little toys. Oh yeah, in the end credits. I love for that. that. Uh-huh. This is really cool. Man, yeah. Uh, a couple of things I wanted to highlight was uh, I really enjoy the scene where Hank finds Janet. Down there, when oh, he's walking through the house. I don't yeah. think we talked about this much. In the oh review. yeah, and all the people. And show he's walking up. through the house and he sees Hope and Scott and Bill talking to him. I'm like, oh man, spooky. What is, what is happening? Yeah. And also something I noticed watching it this time that the helmets they're very effective at letting you see the expression in Hope and Scott's eyes yes. when they have them on. Yes. Yeah. I think that's a really good plus for those helmets. Yeah. Speaking of the helmets, uh, an easy thing to miss in design. I also really like how the helmets are kind of automated. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Like if they're shrink, like if Scott's shrinking, the helmet will just shoot on, shoot on. Yeah. so that he doesn't die. <laughs> it's very fast. Too. Yeah, yeah. I, li- oh, yeah. I like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Those broken regulators are a constant source of fun comedy, but uh-huh. never overplayed. I felt. No. Yeah. I oh agree. yeah, man. Like when uh, he grows, scene. like when he grows into the, in the school closet, and then he shrinks back down to, and he like has to, and that one uh, teacher's like, "Hey, where's your hall pass?" He just runs. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> 
pure uh, comedy. Shall oh, yeah. we move on to the next Moving one? Moving on up. Yeah. yeah. Thor Ragnarok. Another really good, uh, wow, another really good movie. I think crazy. Thor Ragnarok is in one of my top five yeah. slots. I, I have a feeling because Ant-Man the Wasp, I would say it's in my top ten, mm-hmm. but I love Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I love this movie. I like Thor Ragnarok a lot. Yeah. I, I You know what? Watching this film again, I realized that more so than I like the comedy of it, I really appreciate the the, the moments yeah. between Loki and Thor or Odin and Loki and Thor. Those kind of quiet moments where the film is allowed to just kind of have a moment, have yeah. a breather. No comedy, just two people having an earnest chat. It gets me in my heart every time uh, we they find Odin uh, in Norway and he says, I love you, my sons, and then fades away. I'm just like, yeah, that hurts. I, I really like Odin scene in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost makes up for Thor: The Dark World. Yeah, for oh, me. almost. But almost. also, I just love. You can tell. I think I could. I finally realized it after seeing all these movies. Like kind of like with Spider-Man: Homecoming. I could, I saw all the how they take from other films. Is like, hey, remember this is a lived-in universe. But for Thor: The Dark, um, not Thor: The Dark World. No. God no. Thor: Ragnarok. Uh, I can tell that Chris Hemsworth was just having a ball. He was having so much fun with this making yeah. this movie. Yeah, he, he, he's talked about how he felt re-energized making yeah. this film, and I think it definitely shows. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think I just want to touch on the moment between Odin, Thor, and Loki because I've talked a lot about how I don't like Odin's perform, uh, Odin, Anthony Hopkins' performance in Thor: The Dark World. Hey, uh, I like his performance with Thor. No, I know. I just want to do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the moment where he's sitting there and he's kind of like babbling a little bit. And he's like, uh, and, and Thor's like, Loki, lift your magic. And one thing I didn't notice, I, m- I might have, but I, I really noticed it this time. Loki doesn't speak that whole time. Mm-hmm. He's just sitting there kind of shocked mm-hmm. that Odin is saying these things. Like, like that this is happening. That he's like, I didn't, like, you don't, you can read the emotion on his face. He's, he's, he's not sure how to process that this person who's raised him is dying. Yeah. yeah. And I really like how Thor is trying to be like, no father, you're, you're, you're well, you're going to come back and everything's going to be right. And he's like, no, it's, mm-hmm. it's my time. Your mother's calling me. Oh, look at that yeah. thing over there. I, I love the bit where he's like, where he's like, it's like your mother's calling me. Mm. Can't you hear it? Oh, I think that's such a good, I think it's such a good moment. Yeah. And then as he flies away and then, uh, as he flies away, <laughs> as he like dusts <laughs> away or whatever, as he, as he dies, as he turns to glitter, um, and Thor, wrong. Thor, and Loki are about to fight, and then Hela shows up, and then uh-huh. that's when they're like, "Okay, well, let's deal with this first, and yeah. then I'll get back to you." Mm-hmm. Oh. Isn't like the first thing she's like, "So he's dead, uh, Neil." Yeah. yeah, and they're like, "We haven't even met yet. Come on." Yeah, I love how she's like, "Huh, you don't look like it. Perhaps we could come to an arrangement. You sound like him." There you uh, go, yeah. Before we get too much into it, though, I do want to touch on another Anthony Hopkins moment that I think is great: him as Loki. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, so yeah. good. Oh. Oh shit! I <laughs> just do oh shit. Yeah, just like every, every, father, oh shit. Every time when I first saw that in the movie, I'm like, "Well, oh, this movie's gonna be great." I, I knew it was good because I love the whole Surtur, son of uh, a bitch. bitch. You're still alive. Yeah, and then it lets you know what the tone is right out of the gate. Yeah. Or I, even before that, he was like, "Oh no, Thor's in the cage. How do you get there?" Yeah, he's talking to the skeleton. You know, the the action sequence is is really cool, but it's it's the same thing that I that I that I find. I don't know if I have a problem with this, honestly, but like when he's fighting the the fire, the CGI fire demons, uh-huh. and he's doing his 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 fist pumping things when he his fists fighting things when he's throwing the hammer. Mm-hmm. Chris Evans just looks real weird when he's fighting nothing. <laughs> I don't know what it is. 
I'm not seeing what you're seeing. No, all right, maybe it's just me. But it's but they the hammer sequences. Taika Waititi has a really good handle on the hammer sequences, and it yeah. almost makes me wish that he had kept the hammer on in play for longer. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But the the I think it's important in this film specifically to destroy the hammer because it, it it strips Thor away of uh, a a crutch, but also. Uh, uh, no, it's a crutch. Yeah, it's a crutch. It's yeah. absolutely a crutch. Also, it, it, it puts him down to a lowest point. Mm-hmm. Are you Thor, god of hammers? It's a good line. It's a great line. Mm, it's a good yeah. line. From a ghost Anthony Hopkins or ghost Odin. But uh, there's this other great... One of the things I love about Matt this Damon's movie... Matt cameo. Sorry. What? Yeah. Matt Damon's cameo. Oh. Yeah, Matt Damon's... Yes, that whole, that whole play scene. Uh, Sam Neill. Yeah. Sam freaking Neill. Sam Neill. And what, who's the Hemsworth? Luke Hemsworth. Uh, Luke Hemsworth, yeah. Luke Hemsworth. It's West, uh, Westworld. Taco uh, Watiti has such a strong respect for the history of the mcu he makes yeah. so many references to thor thor the dark world age of ultron including musical references the first avengers like it's all mm-hmm. over the place yeah the, the he uses the music of thor the dark world and the music of thor uh-huh. in various places while also creating a new theme i love the th- music of this movie yeah oh i love th- i just love the synthesizers I think it's they're my great. birthday i love every t- <laughs> jeff goldblum <laughs> deserves a whole episode and and he the does. music yeah. from age of ultron yeah yeah when he's approaching and being like, oh, sun's, sun's getting, getting real low. low. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a, he's really got, he's got such a respect for where where these characters have been. And then and then, and then Loki's like, yeah, that's how that feels. I'm just a huge fan of sport. <laughs> yeah, man. Every uh, time. For, for, this is a very different movie than, than I think most people are used to when they think of the MCU. This is. Uh, and for a lot of people, it was a breath of fresh air. Uh-huh. Uh, especially if you think for like, uh, this is what I mean, like like really intense film critics who are like, man, I'm tired of these regular MCU, movie, MCU movies. I think Thor Ragnarok was like a huge kick in the face. Yeah. yeah. Same with Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Like Marvel's like, hey, we can make both types of movies. Don't worry, guys. I'm yeah. like, thank God. But, but yeah, Thor Ragnarok yeah. was a breath, breath, breath of fresh air for a lot a of reasons. breath of fresh air. <laughs> for a lot of reasons. Wild Wild West. Well, okay. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think it... I think it kind of kicks the franchise back into overdrive. It's a shame it's the third one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 would, I would watch another Thor film. Though. 100%. Oh, yeah. Hopefully uh, we will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Valkyrie is introduced in this movie. Yep. She's yeah. real good. John Han Solo. Def- Tessa Thompson. I think her and uh, um, Chris Hemsworth uh, ke- chemistry is great. I'm really looking forward to what they're going to do in MIB International. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also love the whole, like when Bruce Banner becomes a whole, um, when Bruce Banner becomes Bruce Banner again and he's talking to Tessa Tom- to Valkyrie and they're like, I feel like I know you. Yeah. I feel like I know you yeah, too. Yeah. The, the, the time when they, when, when he turns back into Banner mm-hmm. is so good. Like he's trying to punch himself to keep himself angry, like mm-hmm. stop yeah. Banner from coming out. Uh-huh. I think yeah. that's such a good moment. Or even, so, um, sun's getting my, low. Sun's getting no, low. Myself and uh, Sparks oh, and, and Fanny, we found this out. But the line where Thor is in the gladiator pit or in the in the arena, and Hulk comes out, and he, the line where he says, "That's a friend from work." It was given to him by a kid who visited the set. You know, like one of those make a uh, make a wish kids. I've heard this. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, says, yeah. "He's like, hey, since you and the Hulk work together, say he's like a friend from work." And Chris Hems was like, "No, that that that's great." Yeah, yeah. I've heard this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the the whole like he pops out is like, yes, yeah. Uh, he's so happy to see someone that he knows. Mm-hmm. Jeff Goldblum is of course the shining star. Yeah. Oh, in this I movie. just remembered. I have a question. I have a question to ask you guys. What it's, up? it's a bit of a, it's a, it's an online thing that's going around a lot. Brie Larson's talking about it. Tessa Thompson's talking about it. But they're talking about, well, the, the fandom wants to, to wants to put Valkyrie and Captain Marvel as a couple. Oh, okay. Oh, and I've uh, now there's. Issues I have with certain ships in the MCU that for the for fandoms of the MCU that uh, you know I, I won't get into it. 
But I think that could I think for this one specifically, this is the first time that I've kind of like, yeah, you know what? I'm I, I can see how this could work because Captain Marvel doesn't have an established love interest in the comics. I mean, Rhodey was probably the closest thing, but they're not going to do that. Uh, and I think the you know Valkyrie is supposed to be at least bi in this film, uh, if not just flat out gay. Uh, they don't do much with it; just a small little little nod. But I think you could. I think you could do something with that if you ever continue with Captain Marvel. I think we need Valkyrie. to see these characters on screen interacting first before I just fanship any two characters. No, I absolutely. Yeah. I, I think so, too. Like, I've I, seen I this, too, but I think it's just because they're two strong female characters. I'm like, I'm not automatically just going to ship them. I'm out of, I, you know? that's fair. I haven't heard about this fanship at all. You're not on the internet as much as uh, I am. Apparently not. Um, it's, I mean, it's, it's my problem, not yours. Okay. If, if they do do it, then cool. I'm not against it. Um, I haven't seen the two characters interact on. I haven't seen the two actors interact on screen. I, I just wanted to bring it up as kind of a as as kind of a. What do we think about? I'll this tell show? you what. Can be worse than Black Widow and Hulk. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's fair. It's yeah. not wrong. Yeah. That is fair. Uh, oh, I do. You know what? You talk, this, I like that. It's that it's Black Widow that turns him back into Banner. Uh-huh. That is a, that is a good callback. I think that's yeah. a good callback. That was that was uh, cool. That, that was sweet. sweet. Planet Hulk, guys. I never thought I'd get it, and no. I didn't. But I got kind of close. But you got you, a man thing close again. Got another man twice thing. in the same franchise. What was the first man? Thing Iron one? Man three. Oh, that's, no, that's <laughs> dumb. That's oh, one. hey, uh, Brandon. Yeah, let's do get help. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really think Loki and Thor work better in this movie together than they oh, did yeah. in the previous ones. Definitely. Not that they're yeah. bad in the previous ones, but they work the best here. Yeah, yeah I like worked, them a lot. They worked one. well in the first Thor. Second one, they were. It was kind of like I like them in the second Thor. I liked them too, but it still kind of felt eh. This one, they're just like, oh, we're bros. No, but I but I also really like that they're just kind of. There's no like give and take. It's like no, I know who exactly who you are. Mm-hmm. Like when Thor when Thor is betrayed by Loki, he's like, I knew you were gonna do that. Yeah, I know you. Like this he, is the same. This he's is the same do, thing you do. Yeah, like on um also the the one of my favorite scenes where he they go to uh on Valkyrie's apartment and he's chained up. He's like. Surprise! He throws so a thing, thing at him. He's like, "Ow!" But also, that that's a callback to another good good moment where he's where Thor and Loki are talking about their the death of their dad. Yeah, where, where he, Thor where was he praying is the prayer. Yeah, and then Thor is just throwing rocks at Ghost Loki. He's like, "You honestly think I would be here? This place is disgusting." And then Cord comes in and yells, "Piss off, Ghost!" Yeah, yeah. I, hey, he's I, gone. I really like the I really like the interplay in that in that moment. Uh, just the because Loki's trying to make kind of light of it, but Thor's uh-huh. like, "No, you're the reason why our dad is dead." Yeah, yeah. Screw you. Yeah, yeah. I, true. This movie, I like cool. that a lot. This movie is great. Yeah, I l- absolutely love this this uh, Thor film. The ending action is real good. Yep. I think. yep. I really Actually, like uh, I Thor the... bouncing around at Strange's whim. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's fun. That was yeah. cool. So mm-hmm. when he brings the, I never, I never noticed this until like the second or third time I saw it, uh, which is, this might have been the third time I've seen it. I'm not sure, um, but like when, he, when he's like, when he brings the bookshelf, when he transports change with the bookshelf, I was like, oh no, we don't need that, and transports him back. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> I that was really good, <laughs> and he just can't, or, can't stay steady. Or my perf, or as he's like, so what do you drink? No tea. Gets a mug of beer in his hand. He downs it, and then his beer automatically fills up. And he's like, whoa. Strange is the best bartender. Yeah, yeah. He's he got is. those Doctor Strange gloves. Mm, yeah, the he only does. time in the MCU. Yeah, because they're silly. <laughs> oh, but Thor does, Ragnarok, he, also, does okay. he also have the gloves in Infinity War? Don't think so. No. Uh, no. Going back to Odin's passing scene, I really appreciate Loki recognizing the storm that's happening as part of Thor's pain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that. And I also am really glad that they chose to do Norway and not some alley. 
Yeah. Oh. As we know, this was at one time going to be a scene that took place in an alley mm. with uh, Odin being just like a random homeless dude. Oh, I remember that. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, they, I saw some I'm real glad that they turned yeah. away from that. Hub yeah, if Odin. you watch the first original Thor Ragnarok teaser, she clearly catches the hammer in like an alleyway in New York. Yeah, yeah you're right. She does. Yeah, Hela, Hela looks awesome. Hela does. She I, does. I just wanted to quickly, uh, Loki, when Loki and Thor first reunite on Sakaar, I like that a lot. Oh yeah, he's just like he's so happy to see Loki. He's like Loki, come here. He's like, shh, shh, shut up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Um, but was very yeah, Hela does look awesome. Let's talk about Hela for a minute. She kills the Warriors three. Yeah. Yep. But I think maybe that's the only like, and I, I guess I don't really have a problem, but like it's just the one thing where I'm like, I wish he didn't do that. It's because it, they're just like it's so. Who who's the one that lasts longest? Hogan. Uh, Hogan. Yeah. Like Zach Levi doesn't even get a line. <laughs> Like, come he on. He just gets a, ah, dies. Yeah. Well, see, that's the, so that's another thing where, you know, we talked, we talked a lot about the phase two films being reactionary. Thor Ragnarok is clearly a reaction to Thor the Dark World and Thor's character in general. Um, the, Mar- the Marvel had a hard time just pinning down Thor. That's why each film is so different with him. That's why he's different in each film. Um, and I think that the Warriors 3's death is a consequence of like, well, we need to do something very different. We need to do something drastic. We need to strip him away of everything that <clears throat> that could keep him weighed down. And that yeah. was, and that was unfortunately his Warriors Three. Thank God, Sif had a scheduling conflict and couldn't have been in this movie because she would have also been on that chopping block. Maybe, yeah. maybe we don't know that. I think so. Most likely, I would, I would guess. Her her schedule conflict keeps her on the board, and I'm happy for that. Thank you. Schedule yeah, I mean. I, it, if I'd feel more about it if the Warriors three weren't already kind of like a I we don't know what we're doing anyway group of characters I would argue even from Thor one that they were always kind of that way they're just they kind friends. of don't know what to do with yeah. them so I mean yeah they are but like I believe the Avengers are more Thor's friends because of what I've seen in the films than the Warriors three because that's what they've shown me yeah so but they tell you we've been friends and look sure, at the things we've done sure but the things you tell me and the things you show me no I know which one's gonna mean more no I know. I, I disagree with Thor. I will agree with Thor the Dark World. Mm, I mean, like, uh, well, yeah, we hadn't seen the Avengers yet, and I'll say, yes, they did feel more like Thor's friends at that time, but I do think that they ser- still served a, we're not really sure what we want to do with these characters. I do think that's still the stance they had in Thor. They're just kind of there. But anyway, so they, uh, <laughs> that's not worth it to get into the discussion. Okay, Um. Cool. So yeah, so she she dispatches the entire Asgardian army. Uh, I like her. I like her design. Yeah. I think it's a little inconsistent. Sure, uh, do wish they'd bring her back. In the uh, so much in in the uh, oh that should have been a, that should have been a box. Hella come back. Yeah. Oh. Um. She sometimes she's got like shoulder showing, and sometimes she doesn't. Oh yeah. 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 I think I think it depends on what's physically on her and what's not because a lot of the time her outfit is cg yeah um dope ass helmet yeah cool yeah. helmet she makes weapons out of nowhere that's yep. pretty sweet well i mean loki does that no i know but hers are actually uh loki's are magic hers are like physical swords physical swords mm. and weapons yeah uh, it's a type of magic i guess like she throws swords yeah she could throw like a million swords at you and it's pretty sweet yeah it i think it's her, her her ability i mm-hmm. think scourge kind of gets a, a the short the short change on this one you need someone to shortchange, really? Uh, I don't think the, scor- the scourge is. I think great. I think he's in it. He's in I it. Think fine. He's fine. I think he's fine. Yeah, I, think he's I fine. love how he has an arc. It's more than I. He can absolutely say for, has an arc. That's mm-hmm. more than I could say for Kaecilius or for Mordo from Doctor Strange. Yeah, and he goes yeah. out. Scourge has an arc. Yeah. 
And I, I want to be this dude. And she's like, oh, you could be the executioner. And he's like, I don't think I want to kill innocent Asgardians. Uh-huh. I don't want to kill innocent Asgardians. I'm going to sacrifice myself to fight Hela. It's it's an arc. It's yeah. there. Yeah. I see all of it. I don't think he gets shortchanged. I think I he's love there just Plus, fun. look at his stuff. It's awesome. I, I do love where he's like, I got this from a place called in Midgard called Texas. I've been there. <laughs> I love that. Texas. Texas. Yeah. Or, and then, of course, when he gets the gun he shoots down those uh the um the dead asgardian soldiers and finally says for asgard hell yeah kind of like to himself not to anyone else so because he knows what he's about to get himself into but and when thor comes in after getting after getting his eye cut out and you hear immigrant song playing and it's like oh this is just badass i even when valkyrie is walking away from the grandmaster ship and the fireworks are going off she's just like well i'm gonna kick ass and take names i do like hella being kind of disappointed with the fact that she has to kill Scourge. Mm-hmm. She has that look on her face like, oh, God, I didn't want it. Yeah. Really, dude? I'm sure even the evillest people now I gotta want, kill fr- you. want friends. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, man, I thought yeah, I Yeah, because she has that line where she's like, mm-hmm. I thought you'd be happy to see me. Yeah. Oh, that's so sad, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she, re- she resurrects Fenris for that reason. Hell yeah. Because in some ways, she's not really in the wrong. She's just trying to make Asgard the way that she remembers Asgard being, mm-hmm. which is what Odin had it be. Yeah. And then Odin was like, nah, this is too much. And she's like, no, this is this is the way things should be. And she's just trying to come back to we were doing what, so. But all of Asgard's so well, like, nah, we've evolved. Yeah, we're nice people now. Yeah. Uh, we only touched on him briefly, but we should talk about at length Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum is the most Goldblumy Goldblum. Yeah, um, I think he's really great. I love the I love the bit where he's where he's playing the thing and he's like, yeah, time uh, time works a little differently here on Sakara. In any other world, I'd be millions of years old, but here on Sakara, I'm. Uh, need a smile. He just smiles. smiles. <laughs> he like gives like an eyebrow wink, like yeah. Or then uh, he has the melt stick. He's like, I I pardon you. Oh, thank God. Thank you so much. I, <laughs> I pardon, pardon you, you from, from life. life. <laughs> oh, I'm stepping in it. Oh, oh yeah. What's, it's, what's, it, what's it smell like? Burnt toast? Just being, it's, it's Goldblum being Goldblum. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's perfect. It's or it's just like the slaves are belling. No, 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 no. Don't say, don't, don't, don't uh, say that <laughs> word. The indentured, the indentured servant. The, uh, the, the, the prisoners with jobs. There you go. Prisoner of the jobs. Yeah. <laughs> and then what? Um, it's better. It's better. Oh, it's like, oh, I tell her, Scrapper 142, you know what she is? Starts with a B. Trash. trash. What? No, no. Were you just you trying to saying that? Best. I was going to say, but I love Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum is so good in this movie. He is yeah. so great. I, if we don't get a scene between the Grandmaster and the Collector someday, I'll be so upset. We have to. Yeah, I really hope that happens. Yeah, yeah. so do I. Oh, man. Just, uh, yeah, every every line of dialogue that Jeff Goldblum has is gold. He, Even he, at the very he, end. He commands the presence of the screen. He's yeah. so cool. Even the end, the end credit scene, the final end credit scene where he comes out and he's like, yeah, great revolution, everyone. Uh, I've done. I've done. Job, good job, me. Pat, Pat's on the back. I, I've done, hey, you can't have a revolution without someone to overthrow, and uh, it's a tie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love Jeff Goldblum. I love this movie. So do I. It's a yeah. good one. Mm-hmm. Anything else you guys wanted to bring up? Um, it's my birthday. It, I just love that. I do too I, so much. I really like orgies. Uh, Is this an orgies? Yeah. yeah. When Thor gets a one up on Loki because he never has before. Yeah. And that's kind of an important moment because he's like, you see, Loki, it's all about growth. You need to evolve and you just want to stay the same. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you can always just be the god of mischief, but I guess my point is you could be more. Oh, yeah. I wanted to touch on, I wanted to to forget what I was going to say. And he's always throwing stuff at Loki to make sure he's there. And that's Mm -hmm. why that last moment when he says, if you were here, I'd hug you. And he throws the thing and he catches catches it. it. Mm -hmm. He's like, I am here. It's a really sweet moment. It's a really sweet moment. Makes Infinity War sad. I know. (laughs) Oh, it's like, hey, man. We're going to go and uh, take that spaceship and start a revolution. You in? The end of this film makes all of Infinity, (laughs) it makes the beginning of Infinity War so much sad. Oh, yeah. 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 As it should. Also, uh, can we we mention Cord and how great he is? 
Corden Meek. Cor- Hell yeah. Corgan Meek. Oh, yeah. Meek's dead. I, uh, I assume. Never mind. Meek's alive. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Meek, you're alive. What was the question, bro? <laughs> so, uh, in in the the mobile game Marvel's Contest of Champions, which is the, which is like the Mortal Kombat esque game, uh-huh. uh, Korg is a playable character, and uh-huh. one of his heavy attack moves is he pulls out Meeks and hits you with them. <laughs> and I never saw that. And Fanny saw it when I was playing it. I was like, I didn't even notice it. And then I was like, Oh, it's cool. Uh-huh. It's cool. All right. Are those are those eggs or or scales? Uh, they look like eggs. They look like eggs. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, it's Oh movie. yeah, Doug said that once. Hey Doug! Oh, oh, that's right. Doug's another dead. Another day, another Doug. Uh-huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. that film is endlessly quotable. Yeah, um, that movie's great. Thor: Dark World or Fudge. Ben. Thor: Ragnarok is great. Thor: The Dark World is not great. That's true. Yeah, Thor. This Ra- is true. Thor: Ragnarok is real good. Uh-huh. I wish I could remember what was the last point I was going to make, but whatever. Uh, we are on the last film. Huge bummer. Wow, <laughs> it's a okay. Huge, when the video so starts, let's a go in pretty broad strokes. Unless we've you really want to hit something, because we we did a three-hour yeah. review special on Infinity was War. Was it three? I thought it was two. No. It dude. was a long time. It was definitely long. We wow. beat by beat at that movie. Uh-huh. Yeah, we did. We beat by beat that movie, mm-hmm. which is fine, but let's let's go broad on this. So it starts with- Ryan, stop. <laughs> scene by scene, here we go. No, oh, no Loki dies like a, like a boss. Well, I wanted to, I wanted to bring yeah. up, since we're going from Thor Ragnarok, I wanted to bring up the moment at the, at the beginning of the film. Yeah. Um, I really, um, at the end of Thor Ragnarok, when you see the triumphant moment of Thor and uh, Korg and Valkyrie and Loki and Hulk there, mm-hmm. uh, and, and um, Heimdall, uh, there, I think that moment's really great, and it's so upset. It's so upsetting <laughs> that by the time, not like the movie makes it feel like five minutes later, Thanos shows up. Yeah, because uh-huh. that's what happens. Destroys half the people, kills half the people on that ship. Thor had a bad day. Thor had a really bad day. Thor's having Thor- a bad week. Yeah, Black Panther had a really bad week. Yeah, if you think about it. Yeah, I think Thor had a worse week. I, yeah, think, I think Thor think had a worse week. Yeah, like because th- Thor because. You know, it's such a it's such a powerful moment. Like I I I've talked about Loki. Uh, I, I I wish I could talk about Loki more, but the moment that caps off his story arc for my for me anyway, in my opinion is his story arc is capped off in the moment when he says, "I am Loki, son of Odin." Yeah, and I think that's uh, I am Loki, Odin. Odin's son. Odin's son. Yeah. Uh huh. And that's when and he, he looks right at Thor. Looks right he at says Thor. It. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah, because he's saying I'm I'm your brother. I'm yeah. and that's uh-huh. when I knew he was gonna die. Yeah, that's when I knew yeah. he was gonna die too. Yeah. He, he was like die. Odin, so I'm like, oh, you're dead. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I think that's that's a really good moment. It is. It is a good moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so we, yeah, we, uh, where do you even want to start? Like uh, Thanos is great. I, I, no, I, John- I, I feel like if you're listening to this, of all the movies, you've seen Infinity War for sure. Yeah, like. All the Avengers, they team up. You, mm-hmm. Every character gets little moments building up to when they Doctor all team Strange up. Doctor Strange has really good magic in this moment. Yep. Uh-huh. Here's what I, I, I have to say about this movie. Oh, the Doctor Strange fight is awesome, actually. It, that is. The whole like thing. Flashing in the my head. The whole thing is awesome. Josh Brolin is effing awesome <laughs> yeah. as Thanos. Holy shit. This dude Best is Best special effects of 2018. He, he looks great. He no, sounds that great. First, that was first man. No, I know. Every, <laughs> everything about Thanos in this movie. And I've heard people say, I think even the, the four of us have agreed, this is not just an Avengers movie. It's a Thanos movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. he's, he's and, essentially the main yeah. character. He's the main the, character. He is the Even at the end of the, the credits, the final end of the credits, it doesn't say the Avengers will return. It says Thanos will return. Yeah, it will. Yeah, it's, it's true. Thanos has the arc of the movie. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is trying to stop Thanos. Mm-hmm. I don't... I will I will 
can see that I don't think anybody else has a significant arc in the movie right. outside of Thanos. Because there's been 20 other movies. Yeah. yeah. And, right. I think, and, and I think making Gamora the emotional crux of the movie uh, is really right. brilliant. I would argue that Thor has the other arc. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. I'll argue that. Thor has the arc. He has the clear arc of, I need to go get this thing because I need to kill Thanos. Yeah. yeah. It, everyone else is kind of like reactionary to what Thanos mm-hmm. is doing. Thor is like, I'm actively seeking the thing to come back and Everyone's kill on him. the defensive, yeah. I, yeah. Also, one thing I kind of want to clear up for myself personally is I actually agree with you, Sparks, you and Brandon, about how, I think it was you mostly, how I don't like the way the Russos wrote Peter Quill in this movie. It, t- it took a while. Yeah, that was me. Once that again, was watch marath- me. marathoning <laughs> these films. No, I know, yeah. but I hardcore feel yeah, that. Yeah, marathoning these films these past few weeks, I saw it. I like The first time I saw Infinity War in theaters, I didn't really see it. But this time, I really saw it. I was like, yeah, yeah he's he's written a lot differently. Of course, it could have yeah. been years. It could have been other stuff. But it, it was like, yeah, he's written and, differently. And since uh, that... you know who they get right? is Rocket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love Rocket in this I know. movie. Um, I'm actually kind of glad that... Uh, I mean, because Bruce and uh, Nat and have a moment, but it's not very played on. They don't di- dive they into each other's names. That's they, it. Yeah, they say each other's names. And obviously, bigger problems are happening. Mm-hmm. Th- Freaking Thanos, for crying out loud. So it's like, t- talk about your feelings later, but let's worry about Thanos yeah, first. Yeah. Um, oh, God, what else was I going to say? Um, shit, I forgot. The Bruce Banner stuff is really good in this movie. So, uh, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Before yeah. we go away from that, uh, since we did that review special, it came out that... Um, James Gunn and Chris Pratt had to fight to keep the moment where Peter Quill pulls the trigger trying to kill Gamora mm. in the script. Really? The, yes. That. Yeah, you can you can Google it. That came out, I think, uh, roughly a month or so after Infinity War um, came out, but definitely not when we did the review special originally, but that was one of my things is that they, they were very adamant and fought for that moment because uh, Marcus and McFeely weren't going to we're going to have him not be able to pull the trigger. And both Chris Pratt and James Gunn were like, no, he has to pull the trigger. If he swore on his mom, he'd pull the trigger. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, would yeah. pull the trigger. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's his character, that's and they fought oh, yeah. for that moment, and I'm really glad they did. I mm-hmm. think that's really great. It's, I wish that there were a few more moments for It's one for of the, the best character. moments of Peter Quill in that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, I, I think that I wish there were a few more moments that they would have fought a little more more to keep him in line with yeah. who I who I feel, at least, the character should be more more like than he what he came out to be but at least that moment is there yeah i agree um the black orders in this movie a little bit it, it, they are yeah, talk about cgi <laughs> yeah hey half the time they look pretty good half the time they do look pretty good yeah but then thanos was on screen like oh we got to save that money yeah. yeah yeah i mean you know what i'm glad they saved the money for thanos because he looks exceptional mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh i think that you know what i'll take a i'll take some generic black orders for a for an ex- excellent Thanos. Yeah. Uh, credit to Mark Ruffalo and Robert Downey Jr. I think they play a real and to an extent Gwyneth Paltrow. I think they play a really great reunion moment. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, I, I where where that. he comes in for the hug and then especially later when he's trying to get Tony to be like, dude, Thor's gone. Yeah. Like this is not the time for whatever. You gotta get serious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. also really like that Tony has a little shit. Yeah. Before he brings up Steve Rogers, no, it's very we were, under his breath. No, we were talking about it. Uh, we've been talking about it a lot with Civil War. Um, this film has kind of an issue uh, coming off of Civil War that this is the first time we see a lot of these characters uh-huh. after Civil War. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think the the issue comes in with because of the rift that Civil War created. All it does to serve in Infinity War is to place people in in opportune places it doesn't they're if they if 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 the black order hadn't come down at that moment 
the Avengers would have been reunited and we're all good and all we're all buddies again. But because the Black Order came down at that moment, that's the only reason why they're split, and it has nothing to do with the Sokovia Accords. And that bugs me. Bothers me too. Yeah. Uh, like it bothers me how uh, they walk in and, and Rhodey's mm-hmm. like, man, I hate those Sokovia Accords. And it's like literally the last time I saw you, you were yeah. all about this stuff. Actually, yeah. yeah that bo- and, and like they are immediately dropped as relevant because what's happening in Infinity War proves Steve's point that stuff was going down and, the, and they and the council was going to be like, nah, this isn't time for your stuff. And that's exactly why he didn't want them to sign the accords. So the whole point of the accords mm-hmm. was stupid. Yeah. That that's my that's one of my biggest problems with them. Like you've just shown that the base argument of what Civil War is supposed to be about was dumb anyway. Well, yeah, yeah it, it is. I mean, yeah. it is, it is. But like nobody's willing to like that. That would have been the moment. Like have Rhodes get Ross on board with like, hey, uh, yes, the world is on fire. Ross literally said that. I guess the accords shouldn't matter right now, right? Right. Yeah. That's where the but there's no discussion of it. There's because yeah. the, that was never really the point of civil war. Because anyway. they just yeah. kind of drop it. That's the last and only time we'll ever hear about the accords. <sighs> yep. Unless they're an Endgame, mm-hmm. which I don't think they should. Yeah, be. I, have a, I have a feeling they're not. <laughs> uh, yeah. But Tony's like, I'm not helping you beat Thanos until you sign. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, really, dude? <laughs> Half are the you, population is me? dead. Are you seriously messing with me with those stupid papers right about yeah. now? But that was the other sign thing. Sign it, Steve. Well, that was the other thing I was going to mention is that pulls out the fancy pens and everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was I've been. Care- they were in my suit. <laughs> Go on, Sorry, ben. ben. That was the thing I was going to mention was Rhodey's tur- uh, 180 on supporting the accords and now all of a sudden kind of like no screw these these screw these papers they're stupid because uh, i mean civil war he straight up says he's like i don't regret signing them and then and then when he's talking to ross he's like yeah i mean i paid the price look at my legs i have to have these things to help me walk now so yeah i, th- I think that this film look i i get it there's eight movies in phase three yeah there's there's a there's lot, of, lot movies of movies in phase three yep uh there's there's two more than both of the last two phases and you don't cat- you got you don't got that room. I would have liked to have seen I'm gonna throw this word out. I'm gonna throw this team out, but I'm not I don't know if we should have done this, but like a secret Avengers. Mm. And in between Civil War and Infinity War, something to show us Steve Steve and and Falcon and Widow and, and uh, the whole gang, something to bounce us to Infinity War. In, in, so, in some ways, it feels like Civil War almost because of a lack of, of development on some key, key factors of the argument needed a Civil War Part 2. Not necessarily that them fighting each other, but a, a film that revolved around the argument of what what the Accords really were supposed to be about because right. Civil War didn't do enough of it. Right. And I think that's a fl- that's I, that goes back to when we talked about Civil War. I think that's a flaw of Civil War. Yeah. If Civil War had handled the Sokovia Accords argument more thoughtfully throughout the film instead of dropping it for the Bucky storyline, I don't think this would be such a problem. Right. I agree. Uh, I don't think it's a problem in Infinity War. I just It's not it's not a it's not an important problem. Right. Looking at the but looking at the broader phase three, and especially as we watch these in continuity order, between Civil War and Infinity War, uh that we've oh, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, we we've got all these movies that we've we got five movies that we just talked about. Yeah. And none of them were Cap and oh Spider Man? We got we got some Tony. He's a war criminal though. Mm-hmm. He's we, a war criminal. We get more. T- we get we get one movie with Tony, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it doesn't even talk about because it, we didn't talk about it. But like in Civil War, she he and Pepper are broken up. In Spider Man Homecoming, two months later, they're back together. Uh huh. Like S- Steve doesn't really not Steve, but Tony doesn't really 
the ramifications of Civil War aren't felt in Spider-Man Homecoming. They are felt in Infinity War, but it feels like not the place. Does that make sense? Kind of. It's mm-hmm. it's tough. Like, I mean, this is, I think this is just a side effect of what they're building, a cinematic universe like this sure. and everything. You, you, some, sometimes things like this are just going to slip by. And, like, the overall products are, are great. Yeah. So you kind of just got to accept the rough edges of it, and this is just a rough edge. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't take away from any of these films. It just takes away a little bit from the from the overarching narrative sure. of the films. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's hard to get away from. Yeah. Yep. Um, I was gonna say something. Shoot. Where oh, were you? yeah. Is the, it though? We're starting to get a little tired. Yeah. <laughs> um, no matter how many times I see this, I see Infinity War. One of my favorite all-time scenes in this movie is when Steve Rogers shows up for the first <laughs> I love time that on scene screen. So much. The it's probably because the theme, the the um the the Avengers theme starts playing. You can see, you see the body in between the the cars of the train, mm-hmm. and then he just Proxima Midnight throws her spear. He catches it, throws it right back at her, and then Love that so much. you see him and his kick ass beard. Hell yeah! And it's just like, man, this is awesome. Love that. Second beard. favorite scene is when Thor comes down with Stormbreaker, and the theme swells up again. And it's a great fight in the Wakanda where he's like, "Bring me Thanos," and he starts wrecking their shit. Yeah, it's so great. Yeah, that I, last uh, the last action scene. While it is a third act action scene, it's huge and ex- ex- insane and mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, every character gets a little bit of a yeah. I, scene. I like that. I like that action sequence a lot. I'm sorry, I was just remember remind remembering uh, Thor Ragnarok when when Thor is uh, when Thor is trying to convince Bruce to help him. Uh huh. He's like he's like oh you don't want me you're just using me to get to the Hulk. He's like, like no no I don't want Hulk I like you. <laughs> Hulk is always smash smash I yeah, like yeah. you. Right. And then he's go- and then a few minutes later he's talking to Hulk and he's like you banners friend he's like no banners all null numbers. Uh, yeah, I, so sorry. I just wanted to bring that up a minute because there is no Hulk in Infinity War. So, but also I like I like how oh, there right is at the beginning. For, yeah, for I like, five minutes. I like how he's trying to. Oh yeah, he just gets he just gets his ass yeah, kicked. He, he does. Uh, I liked how uh, Banner is handled in Infinity War a lot. Yeah, I like that it is just Banner when he's there, and it's him just being like, "Look, we need Listen, to." Listen, the Hulk got beat, and he's never been beat, so that dude's scared. Uh-huh. He does not want to fight. Well, no. okay, so I actually, still stand by that. I don't think he's scared. So the Russos are. Oh with yeah, you. yeah. Sorry, he he he's ashamed. Yeah, there you go. It's no, basically the same thing. The Russos. The, so the Russos have said that they that they played it, and I don't know if this will be confirmed in Endgame, but they played it like uh, Hulk was tired of being Banner's punching bag uh, or punch or uh, or um, bat. It's the one I was going for. Bat weapon. Like, weapon. Yeah. Like you know, Banner gets angry. The Hulk fights and then goes back to being like. Roosters were playing it as as uh, the Hulk was tired of that. That seems weird because like the Hulk's, like it depends on what version you're doing, but like the Hulk's like a person with a personality, so you think he'd want to get out of being trapped. Yeah. I think it goes more. I think it goes to what uh, whatever Banner said to Feige to create this three three movie Hulk story arc uh, because we talked about it before before uh, Thor Ragnarok started like. Faggy went to uh, Ruffalo and said, what would you want to do for a Hulk movie? And Ruffalo said this, this, and this, and this. And they incorporated all that into Ragnarok, Infinity War, and Endgame. So it depends on what, what the end of that arc is, uh, depend, depending. But I agree with you. I don't know if I see it that way. I don't, def- I don't see it that way. But it, I, but I see it as the Hulk being ashamed. But it, is, it, it will be interesting to see where that, where that goes. You know, if, if the Roosters don't do anything with it, then I can totally buy it as whatever we want it to be. But yeah. if they do something with it, that would be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, 
we're definitely getting a Hulk in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, for sure. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. There's a pop figure. <laughs> no. Spoilers. It it's not the no, pop know, figures for Endgame are shit. No, yeah. there's at our movie theater. There's pictures of the Hulk in the quantum armor or whatever the hell it's called. Whatever so like, what are you gonna is, do? Yeah. yeah. What are you gonna do? Uh, the Black Order sometimes looks real good and sometimes looks real shit. Yeah, we, yeah. we said that, yeah. Uh, Ebony Maw looks good for the yeah. most part. Yeah. Yes. Proxima Midnight, I think, suffers from the looking shit sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I like how they dispatch Ebony Maw, though. <laughs> they just yeah. blow mm-hmm. him out the, at the side of the ship. Yeah. Freeze is real good. Peter, Peter says to Tony, it's kind of your fault I'm here, and every time I hear it after seeing it the first time, I'm like... I yeah, know. yeah. you're making you're making it so hard on him. Actually, <laughs> that whole scene, I love how the the um the cloak of levitation also is like looking back. Like Tony's like, the cloak what did is you say? Making Tony, yeah, and even the cloak's like, dude, what? Yeah, the cloak, <laughs> Little boy the say what? <laughs> I like the I like that the you know the the Russos have carried over a lot a lot, and one of the things I do like is that they carried over um the the cloak of levitation they carry over kind of the quirks of the previous films mm-hmm. uh mbaku is in this movie okoye is in this movie like they they really like yeah we were heavily into development of this film but we kind of assumed that what you would like especially with black panther that they were able sure. to keep all the all yeah. the, like i said quirks of the of the previous films yeah i think uh, it really works talking about the comics real quick uh a lot of the the wakanda battle uh, is based off uh, uh, the Infinity comic by Jonathan Hickman, where a lot of the Avengers were out in space fighting space monsters. So uh, Thanos and his army came to invade Wakanda to steal all of its shit. Uh, and it plays a lot like this, and it's it's real cool. It's real cool having those four-legged Venom Outrider monsters. They basically look like better Venoms. Um, they just they kill themselves trying to get through that shield, man. It's always it's always spooky to watch that because like they don't care about their own well-beings. They just uh-huh. want to kill you. I like how yeah. I like how Thanos uses the gauntlet. Like he has to clench his fist. Yeah. In order to use a stone. Yeah. I think that's real. That cool. is it. It's an interesting uh, idea. Yeah. yeah, I think it, it gives it it gives it. Uh, uh, it gives it a kind of a weakness. Yes. Like a goal for the heroes to, to prevent. Yes. Even Doctor Strange tells the cloaks, like, don't let him close his fist. Because yeah, he catches on. Yeah. 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 I like that a lot. I also really like the effect when he takes the stone out of the sky. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, man. Like, I, I think Doctor Strange is so cool in this movie. Like, pure, like, he's actually doing he's magic. He's the coolest. I mean, he's only other been really like his own movie and like a little bit of Thor, but like Doctor Strange kills it in this movie. But it's so cool to see him use the like, the mirror dimension. Yeah. That, that the fight between Thanos and Doctor Strange is so cool, you guys. Yeah. I I really see the movie so much more as a Thor versus Thanos film now. Mm-hmm. After we went to our screening with the Russos and they talked about that, yeah. Um, I think the next time you watch it, you'll feel that way too, Ryan. Yeah, I watched uh, the last twenty minutes. I thought, yeah, was, yeah. yeah. But I mean, like, uh, just going throughout the film, it's like, oh, here's our hero, here's our villain. Yeah. Um, it, it's very much Thor's story, and and, and uh, you were you were bringing it up, right? Like how people are always like, man, Peter Quill messed it up for everybody. And it's like, nah, Thor. Yeah. Thor messed it up because he wanted that moment where he shoves the axe in and he goes, I told you I'd kill you for that. He wanted that moment and because of that, yeah, people online are always giving uh, Star Lord shit because like when he loses his 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 cool his, his shit and starts beating up Thanos. Yeah, but like guys, do you remember Thor control. literally could have killed Thanos th- that second, but he decided to be arrogant and make him feel it. Uh-huh. Right. Um, yeah. The deaths at the end of this film, the erasure, the erasures of the of of, of our char- these characters yeah. is harsh. I, yeah, hard to watch. But one of the thing, but it's kind of a double edged sword. I've said this in the, in the in our review, I'm sure. But when like Black Panther disappears or Spider Man disappears, I'm like. Well, they're not dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I was telling every... I was telling Ryan that like I could even buy Spider Man to an extent. If you had told me they were killing him and they were going to start Miles stuff soon, I was like, I mean, it's too soon. But I could I could buy it, but I couldn't buy 
Black Panther. I'm yeah. like, there's no, there's no way, there's no way, no way, no how. Yeah. And, and also, we, and also, we know for sure that Shuri got dusted too, so we can't bring her as Black Panther. Oh yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. They confirmed that. Well, mm-hmm. I, I was a little bit bummed about hearing about hearing that uh, when I was, because when they, because um, when 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 Vision dies, when he's got the when he get the stone ripped out. Yeah. I thought it would have been interesting if Shuri was the one to repair him. Yeah, uh, but he was we- he was weakened because he doesn't have the stone, so he's not the powerhouse that he. Because the reason why he's he's taken out so quickly is because he he's super strong. Yeah. yeah. So you need you need it's a it's a Superman thing in, in Justice League. 100%. Well, how do you make Batman relevant? You take Superman out of the equation. Yeah, there you go. Um, so you know, it's like you take this you take the super strong character, you weaken him, make sure that he can't do what he what he arguably should be able to do, uh, and then so I think it would have been interesting to have Shiri, who's not dusted, repair him. Um, Not anymore. Yeah, that's a bummer. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, this film's good. Uh, Josh Brolin does an excellent job. Yeah, yeah. Yep. especially yep. in the scene with Gamora. Yeah, my oh. Gamora. Josh Brolin does a really great job. Even the the scene with the when he goes to the Soul Stone when he kills Gamora. When he kills Gamora, that's like ooh. Where uh, <laughs> uh, Megan, my girlfriend's dad, thought that child Gamora was gonna be like. Did you do it? And like in a villainous way, because <laughs> of the presentation <laughs> of the scene, he thought that at first She's he thought she was going to be behind everything, and he'd done all this for like Gamora, Requiem, <sighs> yeah, the new yeah. Infinity Wars, yeah, comic. Well, that's who she is, yeah, uh, yeah. Anything else you guys want to bring up? I, I just, nah, man, this movie was great. Long, can't wait for Endgame. Oh man, that's gonna be three hours long. I can't. If you'd like to hear more of our in-depth details, we have three hours of it. We, we have we have reviews. Yeah. yeah. All right, so that'll do it. Heck yeah. Well done, guys. We did it. We watched we all of them. All the movies. Holy shit, we did it. We did it. All 20 films. 20 films, because Marvel's- No, 21, t- Ant-Man and the Wasp. So, Cat Marvel's 22? Yeah. And Endgame's 23? That doesn't sound right. No, no. I, I think Endgame is 22. You're right. Endgame is 22. Ant-Man and the Wasp is- 21. 20. Because Captain Marvel's oh, 21. Oh, 20. Marvel's Captain 21. Captain Marvel's 21. There and, we go. Uh, and we didn't do that's Captain right. Marvel. Infinity Marvel War was 19. Nice. So yeah, it's a whole lot of Marvel, baby. There you go. Movies. <laughs> Twenty-one movies. Wow. So crap. just to recap, the films are as follows. And I'll throw in Captain Marvel, even though we didn't do that one. Okay. So if you want to do a continuity order, a continuity uh, order until the Russos tell us we're wrong. Until the Russos tell us, which we're could wrong. happen in the next few days. But as we understand it, the order is Captain America: The First Avenger, Captain Marvel, Iron Man, Iron Man Two. Go ahead. Iron Man Two. The Incredible Hulk, Thor, Avengers, uh, Iron Man 3, Thor of the Dark World, Captain America the Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Avengers Age of Ultron, Ant-Man, Civil War, Black Panther, Spider-Man Homecoming, Doctor Strange, Ant-Man of the Wasp, Thor Ragnarok, Avengers Infinity War. Wow, you did it. Woo! And then Avengers Endgame. And then Avengers nice. Endgame. We're here. Mm-hmm. So get ready for that. Uh, we will have the <laughs> review up uh, this weekend. Oh my We're God. in the end game now. Oh yeah, baby. We surely we'll are the end game we'll now. Oh my god! <laughs> thank you guys for doing this. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, that well, was fun. It was fun coming I, over I, here I, watching I kinda, all those movies. I kind of like Marvel, so it was, it was kind of nice. Yeah, this was this was fun way yeah. to 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 do this marathon and talk about them in retrospect with uh-huh. all these films that now out. Um, so yeah, so that'll be it then. Wow. Uh, A saga complete. The Infinity Saga. Wow. Mm-hmm. So until uh, except for Spider-Man: Far From Home, sh- you guys know you guys know where to find us. We are. 
uh, Fake Nerd Podcast on all of our socials, fakenerdguys at gmail.com. I actually forgot to say, uh, the Downright Nerdy Podcast was the only people to comment on my on my uh, question. Heck yeah. My post. What, your favorite phase three? Uh, what your favorite of, these, of this batch of films was, um, the Phil Better Show said, no fair. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that's fair. There's a lot of good ones in here. Yeah. Um, the uh, the Downright Nerdy Podcast says, I have to go Infinity War, mm-hmm. but would probably put Ragnarok second after that. Yeah. Thank you guys for commenting uh, as much as you guys did. We know we got a couple of comments in the past couple of uh, specials. Thanks, homies. And uh, you guys know where to find us, Fake Nerd Podcast, on our socials. I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Ryan? DJ Tony Snark at everything. Ben? Ben Magnet 27 on Instagram and Twitter. Sparks? Sparks Witty on Instagram. S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty. All right, then, until you guys know where to find us. Until next time, guys. Avengers Assemble. Stay fake. Stay fake.